0: Also tonight, brought to you by... Absolute, or what is that one? Vanilla Vodka. Okay. Um, Jackson Triggs helped me out. Uh, Okanagan Estate Wines. Anyway. So,
1: I've already had one of these cups. That's about as big as my head. Mm-hmm. This is the second one, right to the top. And yeah, I'm already feeling pretty tipsy. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to the Picture Response Podcast video edition. It's the first time this has ever happened. That's um, right. If you're listening to it on audio, you should have been there live. Actually, you know what? Maybe I'll find a way to maybe upload the video.
0: Okay. Why or not? Maybe right it's on our Twitch page or something. Check that. If it's not there, we apologize, but you missed an historic occasion.
1: I can guarantee you it's not, because I have videos turned off so people can't. Oh. Vote that unless so I enable yes. them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. You came back from PAX. You were gone. I,
0: yeah, I was gone for about a week. We went down to Seattle.
1: Sean and I talked last week.
0: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like. Oh, you guys still did a podcast? Yeah. Was, okay. I didn't know that. I wasn't really keeping tabs on stuff. Sure. Um
1: Yeah. Yeah. There was a there was a PAX. There was a Penny Arcade Expo. It was the very Penny popular. Arcade Expo Prime. Yeah. The Prime, Prime one.
0: Um and yeah, I don't I don't know how to really sum up everything other than like
1: something was weird in the Awesome. Air. No. Okay. Um, was it because I wasn't there? You can tell me the yeah,
0: truth. That, yeah, that. Would, honestly, like some <laughs> of it might have just been like <clears throat> it wasn't my 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 posse that usually goes wasn't there at all. So it was
1: just well, like, we couldn't be because yeah. basically all of us except for John were not able to get tickets. Actually, right. that's not true. I was able to get tickets about a month ago, but at that point I hadn't made any plans, so I was just like, no, nah, it's okay.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah. Like I ran into John a couple times, but. That was, like, that was the only echo of previous year's experience, really. Um, Yeah, like, it was kind of, you know, it it was a different tone to the trip. Like, it was mostly, like, me and Brittany hanging around, and then periodically, like, once, we ran into her friends who we brought with us. Like, it was four four people, two couples. Um, But generally speaking, it was kind of just almost a flashback to, like, 2008 when I was walking around the show alone. Um And in 2008, it was magical, because I'd never been to anything like that before. Sure. Um, But in 2013, it was, like, not the same. And I, I don't think that's necessarily just because, you know, like, I've changed. I think it's, like, parts of it are the nature of small development and video games and stuff has kind of changed a bit. And I'm going to point my finger directly at, like, Kickstarter as maybe one of the reasons this year was really weird. Sure. Because it's just, like... No one wants a publishing deal anymore. Everyone wants to be notch, essentially. Everyone wants to be the next big hit. Everyone wants to self-publish their game. And as a result, like everyone is kind of selling you something. And,
1: including the indie devs now.
0: Yeah, like the indie devs are kind of grossing me out in a way they didn't before. Because it's just like, hey man, go support my thing. It's just like I haven't I don't even know much about your thing. Like I've played a demo it seems kind of okay, but I don't have nearly enough information to go on for like this kind of investment. Like it's, I don't know. Like it was like weird amount of pressure from what used to be just like, Hey, walk around and play video games. Now it's like, Hey man, if you want any of these games to exist, you better open up your wallet. And I'm just like, I don't even, I don't know. Like, who are you? How experienced are you? Is this even worth my time? Like, I don't know. It was, it was a weird show. Um, And yeah, like, and then so many of the panels seem to be almost, like, you know, promotional stuff. Or, like, Peter Molyneux opened the show, and, like, his thing was basically like, hey, guys, check out my new video game. Like, it's Goddess. You can pre-order it. Um, You can start playing Ember in, like, an early access alpha thing. And it's just like, okay. um, Wait, who's... (laughs) I'm, like, trying to read the chat if it's, like, because we're wearing weird things we're children or
1: if these opinions are bad oh no it's because they're talking about who's the oldest and who's the youngest it has nothing to do with us right now
0: okay, okay. as narcissistic
1: they, as i know you can yet i'm yeah, sorry I,
0: I felt kind of like a cynical dick when i was there but it was severely impacting my like joy levels over the course of the show like i walk out of a panel just kind of bummed out like mm. rise of the indies was a panel there and um they hadn't they like,
1: risen I, yeah. I Let's think, just get that out there, right? Like, indie yeah. games, everybody knows, recognizes them now for being, like, just kind of better in the sense that you can buy them for cheaper, and they do weird, neat things. Yeah, So, yeah. like, they've risen. That's nope. over.
0: The The tone of the panel was more like, what's next? Like, where is this going? Um, And there were some interesting opinions that came out of there, but a lot of them were kind of, I don't know, like, weirdly... Apprehensive about what's going on. Um Matt Gilgenbach has gotten a decent amount of press coming out of the show. He's the guy who did retrograde. Um sure. apparently a total failure. Well and the now,
1: game that sold literally nothing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And like that's tragic on one hand, but on the other hand it was like a Is
1: job. it because that game wasn't that good?
0: No, I know. Like I played it in oh eight oh nine, I think, and was like, Okay, alright. I, I don't Wasn't
1: its only thing is that it uses the guitar hero controller?
0: It, it used the Guitar Hero's controller like three years after everyone got sick of that. So right,
1: so like it had a gimmick going behind it, but I think
0: no, no, he was very like transparent about how badly timed his game was. But okay. you know,
1: like he he was so
0: downbeat about everything like on that panel. But okay, um, his new thing is Neverending Nightmares, which is like this horror game based on kind of his own mental illness visions and stuff.
1: I but, heard about again, this. It sounds fantastic.
0: Yeah, but again, it's like a Kickstarter, so who knows, right? Like it's kind sure. of just a—it's uh, a theory right now. It's a thing that could exist one day and could conceivably be cool, but who knows? Because it's not really real yet. Um, but I guess if you want it to be real, go check out the Kickstarter page and download the prototype and see see how you feel. But nah, no. yeah, exactly. I—I I don't know. Like I'm so kind of fed up with that kind of. Well, just trust me, man. It'll be good. You know, just 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 pay me now. And then in like two years you will get a thing and maybe it'll be cool. And it's like the fact that like everyone from the top down is starting to do that. Like, it's like, Hey, I'm in a FUNE. I've been making Mega Man games for forever. Go fund my Kickstarter. Hey, I'm Peter Molyneux, I've been making video games for forever. Go fund my Kickstarter. It's just like, all right, I'm, I'm getting a little fed up with this. Like,
1: like I'm done I'm, with all of you sort of thing.
0: A little bit. Like, it's just like, I, I was, I was in with like Tim Schafer like a year ago. But that was a year ago. Now we're kind of in this weird like gold rush mentality where everyone wants the same thing. And it's just like, I don't know. I am no longer convinced of any of your video game ideas. Some of them might be absolute garbage. I'm just going to kind of wait and see. And if a lot of these don't exist because of it, good. Because then the marketplace will be a lot less crowded because it's kind of crazy right now. Like the sure. mega booth cool on one hand because there's so much stuff going on. But it was also like kind of suffocating because there was so much stuff going on. Like, it was just like... I don't know. Like, early in the show, there were tweets going up. Like, man, you guys should come down to the Mega Booth. You can just walk up and play whatever you want. That that was maybe true for, like, five minutes. That place was, like, swamped with people, like, the entire show. Um, I got to play a few things, but there was a bunch of stuff where it's just like, I don't want to stand around and wait to play Hotline Miami 2. Because I'm pretty sure it's going to be a lot like Hotline Miami 1. And whatever. I'll wait. And it is, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's
0: Miami. You shoot the guys. That's good know.
1: though. Yeah, a nice that's little I, action, kill like puzzle game.
0: Yeah, it's totally cool. It's just I I don't know I I don't have time for that. Like I I was going to so many panels and stuff that I never had too much time to just sit in a line. So I never did that. So I probably missed some stuff. But I am I'm tired of the lineup to see my thing thing at this point. Like I I don't know. I guess it's like part of it's just the barrier between developers and the people that play games has now just like completely morphed into like one thing, like almost everyone there had like, it almost, it felt at some point like everyone there, be they attendee or a person behind a booth was secretly also a game developer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. they were like, I would turn around and it's just like, oh, you know, Jim Crawford is talking to Tom Francis about Gunpoint, and look who's over there, it's Kyle Pulver. Like, it was just, like, weird. Like, there were people there who didn't weren't demoing a game, but they were all kind of floating around and, like, talking about each other's well, games. Well, because
1: all indie developers, have we, as we found out, are basically friends with each other, right? They have, like, an underground network of developers. Kind of,
0: yeah. It's kind of weird to, like, you know, once you've kind of seen that that is true and know who to recognize you're just kind of like wait a minute like who here is just video game guy who likes video games like is Zach man even in here anymore
1: i don't think so because like even you at this point it's just like i've talked to like 10 of you
0: yeah (laughs) and it's like
1: i'm so bad
0: at doing that like it's like hey i'm from this podcast it was more just like
1: hey uh i
0: know uh like it was just i was not very good at like asserting who i was it was
1: kind of like that last year too though yeah you and i would just go run up to somebody
0: (laughs) yeah and i I could
1: tell the whole time you felt uncomfortable like when we chased will smith down for like two floors
0: right yeah (laughs) i saw them like i saw him again but i didn't do a shout out because it was just me standing there and i i don't know like i'm bad at doing that without any kind of like social construct that can make that happen. Like I was just totally overwhelmed a lot of the time. Or just super bitter. Like day two, I was so angry. <laughs> uh like I left the show early and just was like in this weird storm cloud of just like I don't even know like what I'm doing here or what I'm supposed to do. Like am I working or am I here for fun? Like how do I have fun when I'm kind of not enjoying a lot of the games? Like it was just like i don't know
1: to be was, fair though like people that go to pax to like look at games and play games are not probably going to pax for the right reasons it's more about just hanging out i guess like th- there's still a huge contingent
0: of people that are going there just to get swag like just to like lining up and, like
1: yeah give me that wonderful <laughs> one. that's it's funny cool. to me though like yeah i i would do that for sure but i'm pretty sure it would just be to give it away to people that listen to this and stuff
0: yeah because why not I have a Fantasia hat if anyone wants it. It doesn't fit very well. <laughs> like that was almost forced on me because I went to their panel and it was just like sitting on my seat. So it's just like, well, I don't want to like throw this away. So I, I, it's got stars on it. I like that movie, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I'm trying to think if there's like really any standout thing that was like, well, that was that was amazing. Like I can't wait for that. Like it's just like it was either stuff that was already out, like there was a lot of stuff that was already available. Like it's just like Oh, if you know at all what's going on in the indie game space, you're going to be kind of bored because, like, half of the PAX 10 already exist, and you've probably played them. Papers, Please, you sure. have them. Sure. I will say the Papers, Please booth was great, though, because it actually had physical stamps.
1: Did you like, talk to Lucas?
0: I, I said hi and, like, that I like the game and stuff, but, uh, You didn't
1: ask him when he can make some goddamn time?
0: <laughs> no, I didn't do that. I, I was pretty... I was more just kind of like, hey, yeah, we've played the game, I, I got the 19th ending, and he was like, oh, yeah, no, that one. And then he showed me Endless Mode and stuff. And Endless Mode looks cool, it's just I need to unlock that thing.
1: Is it just that you keep going without a time limit for the day? There's
0: actually, like, three different kind of sub-rules within that mode that you can kind of set up. Like, you can kind of... Um, have a t- hard time limit, like just see how many you can process in 10 minutes. You can try to keep going as long as possible, or you kind of have this weird kind of meter on screen that's like you've gotten too many citations, you failed, but you can kind of keep going as long as you keep that positive. Um, it looked kind of cool. Like you can extend the life of that game indefinitely. Wow, Britney's assembled this giant monster computer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this black monolith. Well, is- she got a new case, right?
0: Yeah, so yeah. I guess the issue was you couldn't put a second video card in there because it was too close to the edge of the old case.
1: Oh, so yeah, yeah.
0: Dual business. And then yeah. maybe Mirror's there's edge some will...
1: crossfire going on, get both of those bad boys running at the same time.
0: Yeah. I don't know why, but Mir's Edge was chugging up real bad whenever glass would shatter. There's
1: Honestly, a... like, even some games, I think they're just badly coded because, like, if you have a decent computer, <laughs> some games will just chug in some points. Hello? What the hell happened?
0: The internet, like, tripped. Uh, oh. Yeah, the whole... The whole, uh... <laughs> box.
1: I don't know. Hey, we're back. <laughs> the whole box?
0: Yeah, the internet box. Whatever that's called.
1: Oh, man, you don't have your crazy hats anymore.
0: The router. What? They're gone. Oh, man, this sucks. Hold on. I'll
1: give you a second to get your hats back on. Google Effects.
0: Okay. What?
1: Okay. Your unnecessary monocle, exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the last thing you were saying was honestly. Okay. Um you were probably talking for like that whole time you were disconnected, I'm assuming.
0: A decent amount of time, yeah. Um Day 2 was a was bad. Had I said that?
1: <laughs> day 2 was bad.
0: Yeah, day 2 I left the show early kind of in this weird storm cloud zone. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I was really hungry, <laughs> so I went back and ate a bunch of pizza, and then fell asleep, and woke up just in time for the giant bomb panel. Um, I was actually literally the last person allowed into the theater.
1: <laughs> so you were at the very, very back. You didn't get any of that.
0: No epic there Disney
1: was, swag.
0: I did actually because there was uh, a like one seat available on the far left side of like the fourth row. So I was in the same row as like Brad Muir Nice. And like a bunch of like
1: up front people.
0: So um, I got, like, $2 of harmonics money.
1: Cool. Well, I mean, like, everybody did, right?
0: Uh, Apparently not. Apparently it didn't actually filter into the inner crowd very well. So a lot of the edges got most of it.
1: Okay. Uh, But, uh, yeah, that was... So I watched that online. Okay. I found, like, I know it's a site and blah, blah, blah. I found it kind of gross that they had their Disney friend come up and promote their game.
0: Um, Like,
1: that still kind of bothers me. Like, when they go up there and they're, like, talking to the crowd or whatever, or, like, John Drake goes up there and basically belittles everybody and, like, yeah. throws down, like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. When you have, what's-his-name go up there and just, like, give stuff out for his game and then say the date it's coming out and, like, it's, I don't know, it's just kind of gross to me.
0: Well, I mean, Disney Infinity is already out but uh yeah oh right no i think he was talking about some expansion or something yeah it is kind of it does get kind of strange at some point because like they've known that guy for almost a decade so it's like it is a friend of theirs and it's his job and whatever but yeah i mean if they're not gonna like ever weigh in on whether or not disney infinity is like a good thing then well they
1: can't right
0: well they could they just won't because they don't want to because it's a friend of theirs.
1: Well, I mean even I mean, if the, if they actually like it, they're going to look shitty or whatever, right? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean they had to do that for a while when they were reviewing rock band and stuff, like it's just like, "Hey, by the way, Alex Navarro, who we know really well, works there." So if that impacts like how you are reading this review, that's cool. We're just going to let you know. Like there was like a little editors note on there. So if they if they kind of feel they need to extend that at some point, like if there's like some elaborate coverage of disney infinity and they're just like hey by the way we know john vignocchi and have for a long time um that's cool but yeah i don't know i mean free giveaways like adam boys being now a pretty big dude at sony is kind of weird because they've known that guy for a while too so for him to be kind of the face of sony and then giving away last of us or whatever I I don't know. They that wasn't like a critical panel. It was just them goofing around. So
1: Sure. No, like I understand that. I just still think it's a little bit gross. And mm-hmm. I mean obviously, but I'm going to say it anyways. It's a real bummer not having Ryan around anymore watching that.
0: <laughs> yeah, kind of uh I mean the Cars Against Humanity panel was like a giant tribute to him.
1: I missed like that was live streamed. It was and live. I, I missed most of all of that. I I got in to the live stream at the part where they were showing the like video of him burning money and everything after.
0: Yeah. Th- that <laughs> video is pretty fantastic. It's um, great. Yeah. I, I, uh, we, we went to try to get into that and it had filled up like an, at least an hour and a half before the event. So that kind of sucked. We, we left the double fine party to go try to get into there at like, uh, eight 15 or thereabouts. So it's like an hour and 15 minutes before the panel started. And they were just like, Oh no, it's it's full please please go away it was just like oh okay um so i watched the live like the archived version of that like 2 days ago um so yeah that that was kind of unfortunate that we weren't able to be there for that but uh yeah that also but that kind of filled in a missing blank for me cuz like we were at the double fine party and it was just really weird cuz it's like why is like everybody leaving and then it was like oh Brad Muir left to go to that okay Now I at least know what that was about. Like, yeah, I got to say, like, the Double Fine Party was weirdly disappointing compared to last year, just because it ended so early compared to last year.
1: Well, like, I saw you tweet you were going to it really early, because last year I think it happened at, like, what, 8 or 9 or something, maybe?
0: Maybe. Um, It started at 6, and we left around 9.30 or something, and it was totally winding down. Like, it was like, oh, like, half the Double Fine staff are already gone, um, and yeah, like it. the main thing that like really differentiated this year and last year was like, uh, like weirdly, like how much idle thumbs awareness I had this year made this year strange. Whereas last year I had no idea what that was. So it was just like, Oh, who's this guy? I don't know. And then like talking to Chris Remo for like an hour and this yeah. year, doing like having more context made those conversations really weird. And also, Idle Thumbs meetup happened like the first day and it went really badly. <laughs> like, so there were, there were like two dozen people and there was nowhere anywhere near the convention center that could accommodate that many people. So eventually it just kind of became like this group of 24 people like standing in the street, just kind of like, well, what do we do now for like 40 minutes? And then eventually it just kind of broke up into like five different groups involuntarily. Like, Literally, like, we, me and this other guy went inside GameWorks to kind of try to find some tables, came back, and, like, 12 people were gone. And it's just like, oh, I guess they just kind of ditched us. And then, like, six more people were like, all right, well, we're going to go over here. And it was just like, okay. And then, like, the group that was left was just like, do you want to play board games or something? And it's just like, well, how about we go over here? There's Wi-Fi, and we'll try to find out where everybody went. We were sitting there, like, talking about games, and you could just, like, see disappointment come across, like... Two or three people in our group, and they just kind of like quietly and kind of grumpily walked away. <laughs> and you're just like, "All right, sorry, we couldn't entertain you," but that's kind of how it went. Um, but yeah, like I, I think at the end it ended up being basically like three of us uh, went and started a game of Ticket to Ride, and then like one or two, like uh, an enforcer who was off shift and like an, a friend of one of them came and joined our group, and we were just kind of hanging out. And it was fine. I mean, it was like a fine little group of people playing this weird trains game. But like, considering what I was hoping to get out of that whole meeting was just kind of like, ah, this fell apart. They, yeah. they like, yeah, Chris actually mentioned it on, on the podcast this last week, just kind of apologizing for how weird it was. Cause yeah, it was super weird. Like, it was just like two dozen people who like kind of didn't know each other at all. And yeah. Oh man, now I feel all self-conscious. Thanks a lot, Meowth. Jeez. <laughs> Calling me out on my own show. I know. <laughs> right. Hey Paul, why don't you monologue for a while and
1: I'll. I'll no, it. I'm actually genuinely interested more in about packs because, like, I wasn't there and whatnot. But yeah. um, that's too bad. Uh, like going back to the giant bomb panel that I watched or whatever the video of, I do like that Patrick was actually like, well, we just basically steal all of our jokes from Idle Thumbs. It's like, yeah, you guys do.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: like a good portion of everything from Idle Thumbs.
0: Well, I mean, like scoops and uh,
1: the uh, Wizard,
0: the Wizard stuff, shitty
1: Wizard, yeah.
0: Over, um, and I, I mean, it it all it honestly seems like those dudes are kind of like up on weird games coming down the pipe before a lot of other people are. So it's just like, hey, we're talking about cart life, and then like three weeks later, other people are talking about cart life, and it's just like, yeah, you can kind of like they're they're kind of more on the pulse of this stuff than some other podcasts so they yeah. also don't do reviews though so that kind of i've been i've been actually thinking about that lately just in like how valuable are reviews anymore because like a lot of the time they're not well i mean i think it's like, this past week like a bunch of raymond legends reviews came out and she's like five and five five, out of five and she's like i don't care i don't want to play that
1: like I just yeah no i'm that. with you like the other one what was it origins or whatever yeah it was okay
0: it was fine. It was a platformer. But, jumped on shit.
1: But yeah, I don't care about like this stuff. other one at all. I don't care that it's charming. I don't care that it's like tight controls or whatever. I don't care about any of that. What I do care about is the music, and I can listen to that in my headphones while I play another game. Yeah, that's so.
0: It's kind of a thing that happens with some games. Like this game has a great soundtrack. Oh, okay, I'll buy that then. You know, like, <laughs> like I, I keep thinking back to Shatter. And it's like, man, Shatter was a great game, and it's like, wait. Was it or was no, that? No, it wasn't. It was you're like you're the right.
1: soundtrack was really
0: good. It was a soundtrack. It was. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think. Oh, I guess like people really like the Super Meat Boy soundtrack. So my brain went, "Oh, right, Mugenics. Uh, there was a trailer there, and I got a comic book, and that sounds funny. But that's um, good. It, it's, it basically looks like Hoarders. Like it's like they're making a Hoarders simulator.
1: So I can get behind that. Yeah. Well, that I'm kind of living it. So whatever. <laughs> Oh really? That's... No, not at all. I have like a computer, uh couch and a TV here. Everything else is not mine. Oh, okay. So,
0: um yeah, I guess we don't have a cat anymore. I guess that's news. Um What happened to Vinny? He didn't die or anything. He's still alive. It's more just like cat sitting while we were gone turned into hey you should probably keep him. And then that went like, yeah, okay. And we're just like, oh, I was kind of joking, but at the same time, this might make things easier. So, okay. So yeah, yeah we, don't, we just don't have him. I mean, like we're in a basement suite and I've, I was in a basement suite prior to that too. And it's just like, he has no opportunity to go outside or look outside. And I just felt more and more depressed about, you gotta buy
1: him that cat grass, yo, and a fan.
0: Yeah. Then you're something. good. Something to keep him happy. I I just felt like we were kind of dragging him down and
1: that someone
0: else could kind of have a bunch of windows and stuff for him. I don't know. It worked out. Kind of miss him sometimes, though. She's kind of like, open the door when you get home. She's like, oh, yeah, that's right.
1: But then you're wondering, like, is it because you're excited to see me or because you want to get out of here, away from me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A lot of cat jailer anxiety. Like what is the nature of this, like, ownership or whatever is kind of kind of strange. So
1: cat ownership, I don't know. How was the drive to and from PAX?
0: It went fine. I didn't end up doing any, though I, I volunteered a couple times. It was just kind of like...
1: Who did you um, go with?
0: Um, Well, Brittany and yeah. uh, some friends of hers, I guess, uh, okay. who I've met before. We went to, like, a Christmas party last year with them and stuff. Um, At their house, they make great eggnog there. So, you know, they're good people. Okay. Um, And they'd never been. So I guess that was the main thing. Like, we ended up with, like, like Britney staked out four tickets. Well, four sets of four one-day passes, because that's how it goes now. Um, That's how high the demand was this year. And then it was like, well, should we invite, like, a couple people who have been several times? Or should we invite, like, someone who's never seen it before? And they'll be Is that
1: how... It is though. Like, do you think they're maybe doing that so they could get more money out of people? I think they are.
0: Yes, actually, I was I was kind of talking around it, but yes, it seems like there's a weird allocation of passes because obviously you want to stay for all. four.
1: Should days. we just get this out of the way? I think the guys at Penny Arcade are just kind of dicks. Mm. Like when it comes when it comes to stuff like that, I think they take advantage of the people that actually enjoy the stuff they do. Hmm. I'm not. I am not talking about dick wolves. Yeah. No, I know.
0: I, okay. I'm just kind of wondering if it's like, is it as you know, con, you know, dude?
1: They have a Kickstarter for their site that gets millions have, of people every week.
0: It's true. They did have a Kickstarter for their podcast, and the goal was ten dollars or whatever. But you know, I've I've been thinking more and more about kind of just the Kickstarter thing, just in light of how much Kickstarter is being shoved in everyone's face. Um, a lot of the time. It's just, are you a fan of this thing? Yes, you'll spend money on it. No, well, then why do you care anyway?
1: So, Well, I mean, you have to do that once, with Kickstarter, because then you're just... I'm not giving people money blind.
0: Yeah, no one's going in there it's like, I want to spend $20 on Kickstarter. What's going on this week? Oh, this sounds cool. It's like, no, I found out that this specific thing that I like is doing a Kickstarter, so I will help them. Sure. You know, like, its it's never like just general kickstarter charity bucks that then would have filtered elsewhere so whenever people get like really upset about someone high profile using it it you know it's kind of people who would never look there anyway so
1: it doesn't really even matter because if those people are so high profile anyways they could just do it on their own site and people will still buy it and then they wouldn't have to give a cut to kickstarter
0: hypothetically yes but at the same time like a lot of high-profile dudes are still using it, like Peter Molyneux and Inafune came up this, this very podcast, and they're doing pretty good. It's kind of weird. I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, like, I don't understand why they're using it, but... I guess Well, because to they jump want... on the bandwagon, maybe? It,
0: they want creative control, they want their own industry, essentially, they don't want to play the publisher game anymore. Like, I get it, but at the same time...
1: No, I mean, like, why don't they just do it through their own means? Like... Oh, well, I like, mean like i don't know what isn't like instead of making a kickstarter why isn't somebody like pewdiepie just go on his channel and say yo donate to me and then a million people that are like 12 years old will be like okay i think you're funny i'm gonna steal my parents credit card right now like mm. he could be, people that are that big profile can do that i don't understand why they're using kickstarter in the first place i guess
0: well i guess the shadow of the eternals thing kind of
1: that thing is so dumb <laughs>
0: Well, like, that went terribly, right? That went terribly
1: on on their own site. I don't think they used Kickstarter, right? They had their own thing. No,
0: they started on their own site. It went terribly. They tried it on Kickstarter, too. It still went terribly. And then somehow that game still got greenlit, because I don't know. Well,
1: because they have enough money that they can actually do it. Like, they always had enough money that they could do it. I think they were just trying to squeeze more out of people. And maybe for promotional reasons.
0: Maybe. It, it's kind of weird. It's just like, well, why would you spend your own money when you could get someone else to pay for it is kind of the rationale a lot of the sure. time. So it's like, of course. Crap. You have millions of dollars. What are you doing? It's just like, well, why would I spend my own millions of dollars if I have a lot of fans that I can cash in on?
1: You're just like, fair enough. Okay. Especially when they're not an investor. Yeah, like They're just literally
0: giving you, money. giving you money. They're just donating money out of their scrubs-induced haze. They're just so excited. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and Spike Lee tried it. I don't think it worked out. I don't. I didn't follow up on it too much, but last I heard, Steven Soderbergh gave him a bunch of money, but then that was that was all I heard. So I don't think that Kickstarter actually made it. Mm. Um, because you know maybe part of the, well maybe should have waited till after the Old Boy remake came out because conceivably that could be a good movie and then people would be excited about Spike Lee right. again. So Are you excited for of, it? I'll watch it. Josh Brolin.
1: Okay. My yeah. mustache off. Yeah, I did.
0: Hey, mustache.
1: There you go. There you go. <laughs> you just like snap your fingers and it goes back on your face. That's how you know whether or not somebody's debonair enough is when their yeah. mustache actually follows them on their face. They can summon mustaches. Yeah. Um.
0: So yeah, I don't know. Kickstarter craziness. Uh, it's pa- panel stuff. I'm trying to, I don't know. Packs. Everyone's trying to sell you something. Mm. Was kind of just. Did you in. talk to
1: like Alec or Kyle or any of those guys at least? hang out a bit.
0: Um, I didn't see Alec there actually. I I assume he was. Um, I played some Towerfall again, but okay. I, I didn't actually see Alec there. Um, did you
1: ask Matt to answer his goddamn emails?
0: No, I. I at some point, I was like too gun shy to like harass indie devs. Like it's just like, hey, I know who you are. You should listen to me. Like I just got kind of. I'm just gonna quietly. Dude, if you're
1: not gonna harass indie devs, who are you gonna harass?
0: I don't know nobody like just kind of walk around feeling weird like
1: subordinates i guess if you yeah. ever create a company yeah that's what i want i need that power. that's why i want to create a company just to like harass people Have
0: minions yeah yeah cool. um yeah so Pack. it was good it, it ended up being good but there was like some weird negative times there that
1: like yeah. all of your day two from the sounds of it was just terrible
0: Day two kind of derailed real bad. Um, that was kind of post because of post day one, which was like the weird failed idle thumbs meetup and stuff like that. Okay. And yeah, just like I, 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 at some point it felt like part of it, part of my problem was like knowing too much about who people are. Cause okay. then you get really intimidated. Like if you don't know, you can just walk up and be like, Oh, Hey, whatever. What's this? And then like, go, go play and have fun. But if you're like, oh, shit, that's the guy who made this game. Mm-hmm. I better be real careful what I say. Sure. You know? Kind of like,
1: like um, Catch-22 yeah, last year. where is just oh. like, we didn't know either of those guys. So yeah, so it's them.
0: easier to just kind of get excited and not know that the people who matter are watching. Like, this time, knowing that is just kind of like, yeah, this game's real cool.
1: But then I think you have to go in with the attitude that these people don't matter as much as you do, so they should be afraid of talking to you. That, uh,
0: that was kind of a weird, like, ego thing I was, like, trying to figure out because it's just, like, I don't, like, who is anybody here? Like, is everyone here secretly have a podcast or have a game?
1: Like, Well, I, I guess I just mean in general, like, even if you were a complete nobody, you're the guy who might or might not buy their game. Right. So they so should the- be on their hands and knees, like, bent over, ready to please you, right? <sighs> I guess,
0: but, like, that didn't help, really, because, like, that was actually the tone in some cases. It was, like, there was, like, a desperation to everything. Like, it was just like, oh, please buy my game, what did you, you know, like, there was some of that, too. And it's just like, please, I don't know, I I don't know, please, you know, like, I've had years previous where, like, I played um, Need for Speed Shift and thought it was totally not very good at all. Like, I was, like, this kind of shitty, but then there was like a PR guy right there kind of like so what do you think what do you think and i was just like oh i don't know like the looks pretty nice and the car's control well i don't know you know like he was like no 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 but how do you feel and it's like i you know i felt weirdly apprehensive cuz it's like this is a guy who's really invested in this thing do i tell him i think it's bad or do i just kind of walk away so
1: I don't know. Did they have the stuff on the third floor which is like they have the me- mega booth or whatever in the corner and those are like indie games that are still games. Mm-hmm. And then last year they had the like indie games that were like betas or alphas or just like really kind of crappy. Did they still have that? Uh I'm
0: I don't I don't know if it's like a generalization or whatever but it seems like Post-Minecraft, everyone is kind of trying for that rolling alpha mentality, so I wasn't really sure. Some of them were like, well, this is out, but it's not good. Are you going to fix it? Maybe. You know? like
1: Well, because like, last year in that area, there was a game that was kind of like, it was trying to play like Zelda with more Japanese like, JRPG elements, mm-hmm. and like the guy's like, what do you think? I'm like, well, I think it needs a lot of work, and even then I wouldn't play it. <laughs> yeah and i'm pretty sure that was a creator of the game but then at the same time it's like you made a product i would never buy i'm not gonna lie to you like I, fix it I, I, or I, I, just scrap it
0: i kind of wish i could just do that without like feeling as weird about it as i did
1: because like yeah
0: there were so many games which just like well i mean it works but i don't want to
1: play this the weird so, thing is like know, like a plat-
0: action platformer like you know th- there was one game that was like extremely derivative of castlevania to a fault. Like, it's just like, oh, you put basically Medusa heads in here, too. Awesome.
1: Castlevania you know, is great, though. When Konami I, did sure, it, anyway.
0: But, like, that kind of just, like, you put the weird, frustrating thing in here, too? Why? Like, I, I died a bunch of times. Like, it was just like, I don't know, this this isn't fun, but it wasn't going to be because you were emulating old, weird design choices. I, I don't know. Like, there wasn't a lot of, like, Freshness in some of these ideas I was seeing. There was like a lot of nostalgia stuff. Um, you know, like even stuff I kind of liked. Like there was one game that kind of resonated with me, just kind of on what its subject matter was. It was called Lifeless Planet. Um, like it's like, uh, you know, like dude, dudes, like, hey, it's you know, sci-fi game set in space. You're this astronaut trying to like make your way across this weird barren landscape, whatever. It's like, okay, I like space. Like, let's go. And then through talking with him a bit, it's like Twilight Zone came up and like, it's like, I love Twilight Zone. This is fantastic. And then I mentioned Eco and he's like, yeah, that's exactly what I was going for. And I was like, oh, cool. But even then, like there's, there's some kind of like rough edges in the platforming and stuff. Um, Like it's a pretty straightforward linear platforming game, but you know, he seemed aware of like some of the faults in it. Like there was a really bad jumping puzzle and he was like, yeah, no, I know. Like I'm going to fix that. Like this is an early build or whatever. I was like, Okay. Like, there's, there was at least, like, a humility to some of that. Some other games I've played, like, some at E3, too. It's just like, oh, this is out already? Are you serious? This is terrible, is, like, my internal <laughs> monologue. But, you know, expressing out loud, it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. You know, like, I, I, I don't know. I can't be as blunt with people as I maybe should be. I do
1: agree with you. It is hard. Yeah, like, it's Especially like... Especially when it comes to the indie guys, because it's like there is one guy in a yeah. basement working on this for his whole life, and this is, like, the best thing he'll ever do, and it's a failure.
0: <laughs> right. Like, I actually, like, knowing the retrograde story was weird, because it's like, oh, shit. Like, I played this game four years ago, thought it wasn't very good four years ago, and the guy who is now really depressed that his game didn't do well was there. What if four years ago, I was like, man, this is a terrible idea, and then walked away. Maybe he would have not made it, and then would have saved him lot uh, of trouble.
1: Maybe Maybe, maybe he would have been raped all night by the Dick Wolves. Do you want
0: to transition awkwardly to talking about that? Well,
1: I guess not now. I'm going to ask you quickly, though. Firefall, did they have the giant booth again?
0: Oh, Firefall is gone. No, Firefall Firefall
1: is gone. (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't
0: see Firefall...
1: At Firefall all. was there every year. I've been there in a huge booth that took up a good quarter of one of the halls.
0: No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. I I didn't. I noticed no evidence of that. Um, I'm trying to think what like the giant crazy booths were. I mean, like
1: Nintendo, Sony. Apparently, Microsoft. Rise of the Triad had a big Hitler booth. Uh,
0: no, no, no. There, there was a uh, Wolfenstein, the Bethesda area, which gotcha. was a huge area. It was like Elder Scrolls Online, and then. Wolfenstein like just this whole section of the hall was that stuff um, and you know the giant bomb panel they mentioned that there was just like video of Hitler playing so Brittany and I were like well we got to see what that's all about um, it's like maybe an eight second clip or something like it was just a trailer they basically just had two trailers playing Elder Scrolls and Wolfenstein and briefly in the Wolfenstein trailer there is video of Hitler there's also a great kind of retcon of history stuff so it's like a Nazi flag on the moon Stuff like that, so it's just like, ah, it's so dumb.
1: It's pretty good.
0: Yeah, um, I didn't wait in line to play that game though. It's, I'm told, first person shooter, you shoot stuff. So I was just like, yeah, I, I don't, I, it'll, it'll be a game where you shoot stuff. I'm, I'm fine. I'm gonna walk away. I don't want to wait for that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a total elitist about that stuff now. I just don't, don't care, don't care to hear it. You it's always free been. game with pirate ships. Fuck that. I don't want to wait for that. Whatever. If it's great, I'll play it. In three years, on a Steam sale, when it's like five dollars, sure. Oh, that's, that's actually maybe part of my thing is like video games now, in light of Steam sales and Origin sales and all, uh, or like a uh, Humble bundles and all that stuff. Every video game you present to me now seems worthless. Like, it's well, just like, every
1: game you present oh, this is now a doll. has a twenty dollars price tag attached to it. Anything higher, it has to be spectacular,
0: right? Or, or at least have been published by a giant publisher. Like Molyneux new game is going to be nineteen dollars. And it's just like, yeah, I guess that's as much as you can ask for now in the indie space before you're kind of like going insane.
1: I think that's as much as you can ask for like anything if you want my honest opinion about it. Yeah,
0: like it's just like when are bigger publishers going to realize that, oh, I am not going to pay you sixty dollars for Tomb Raider. I'm going to wait until that Steam sale when it's like 10 and then I'll buy it and go, oh, this game's kind of bad. But at least you got ten of my dollars, so congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. That that's what happened. That's literally what happened. Dishonored too. I don't I this keeps happening. Like I play a game Dishonored's okay. Is it? I don't know. That first hour is kinda shitty. I I, that's all I played.
1: You know, the when you get past all the tutorial stuff and then it kind of opens up a little bit, it's okay. Okay. I I would. If you don't want to get past the tutorial stuff, I would not hold it against you because it's boring okay. as shit.
0: Yeah, it's pretty boring. Um, yeah. that's kind of one of the things like I'm still kind of wary about with
1: like Witcher Two. People are like,
0: "Oh yeah, no, the tutorial is terrible. You need to play like four hours of that game and then it gets good." And you're just like, "Man, no, the, the
1: Witcher still- games are fantastic as soon as you understand that the combat system is hard to learn and it's kind of shitty and that that it <sighs> won't hold your hand at all.
0: Okay. When you get
1: like, past that, everything else is fine.
0: Well, there, the, the tutorial was trying to kind of teach me the in and outs of the combat. It just kind of broke at one point, so that was frustrating. So then I just skipped it. Sure. So now I kind of jumped in, and then like part of my issue was also just like this is really cutscene heavy, and I hate that. Now I just don't want it anymore. I I, I don't know. I'm in like this like the, one of the first panels we went to on the first day was kind of talking about that, like uh storytelling in video games, like cutscenes versus just gameplay stuff. Sure. And it's like, man, like, I, I... The the terribleness of so many cutscenes, I just don't want it anymore. Like, if, if you don't have a skip button in your game, I'm probably going to turn your game off.
1: So, you're now going to discount any Metal Gear games, ever? Maybe
0: they're terrible. Okay. I have to revisit them. I'm not really... You know, I to be fair, I did come out of 4 going, that was kind of bad. So... Well, Maybe. like they're kind of weird movies.
1: The, the really, really great things about four were definitely overshadowed by kind of the dumb things. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I, all I remember is that game ends with a 90 minute video and that's insane. To me. Dude, it like
1: starts and in the middle there's like a 90 minute video. Like...
0: Yeah, I know. But I, I guess it's just like at some point it's like, are you making glorified machinima or video games?
1: Like, No, what machinima are you... for sure. It's yeah, Kojima. It's
0: like, okay, the. the that's a way to go, I guess, but that's not that's not doing it right pretty much. Like I, you know, not that there's like a canon right or wrong way in theory because I don't want to be a closed-minded asshole, but there is, and you're doing it wrong, Kojima. Stop
1: and you it. are a closed-minded asshole.
0: Yes, I, I will accept that as long as you stop doing it cuz I'll stop.
1: Well, I mean, you you'll stop for them, but there will be I, I... there there will always be a Kojima.
0: I started doing it, It like, I started doing that in Tomb Raider, just skipping cutscenes, and that game is insane that way, because you just skip ahead to, like, something crazy. Like, there's no context for what you're doing, so you're just like, oh, I don't want to watch this, this is boring, press
1: B. That's the wrong way now to do it. Now it's
0: jumping at your face, and you're just like, alright, I don't know why that's happening, but okay.
1: I'm just going to make like, a quick transition to something I've been playing. Okay. So, I reactivated my account for World of Warcraft, because I was watching a stream, and somebody was playing the old stuff. Okay. I was just like, these old bosses were fun. I mean, there's a lot of garbage about playing that game that wasn't, but like the actual encounters and stuff were fun, so I'm going to jump back in and see what's going on. And then I bought Miss of Pandaria, because there was nothing I could really do to like further my character or to play, really, that I hadn't seen before. The cutscenes in World of Warcraft are done really well because they are, at most, one minute Okay. and they are there solely for the purpose of setting up what is going on in the world and what you have to accomplish next. So, like, okay. the cutscenes in that aren't, like, a story playing out. It's like, well, because of your actions, now this giant monster appeared here, and then you're back playing. It's like, oh, God, look what you've done. you got to fix this sort of thing. <laughs> so I think that's where cutscenes should be, where they're kind of, like, setting up... The next part of the story where they're not playing out the story for you if that makes okay. sense
0: yeah like it's just like here's setting up gameplay for you to then engage in as opposed to like we're basically we just don't know how to tell a story without just basically explicitly telling you what's going on so we're gonna do that instead and actually i guess on that point uh stanley parable kind of was a great parody of how a lot of games do that Like, how they just tell you how you're supposed to be feeling right now because of, I don't know, emotions. Like, it's just like... Yeah, like... There was a mod a few years ago called Stanley Parable that got a decent amount of praise and celebration because it's like a weird, clever storytelling thing.
1: It still gets Um, praise and celebration, but yeah. Yeah,
0: the actual game is coming out now, and at first I was really dismissive of that being a thing because it was like, oh, they're just going to reskin the mod. And the mod was kind of clever, but whatever. Um, but based on the demo I played, like, they might actually be generating a lot of new content, and the reason I say that is because, like, the the demo was an exclusive PAX-centric demo about demos, which was kind of funny. <laughs> okay. Like, it was kind of about, like, how playing a demo on a crowded show floor is, like, the worst way to know what a thing is. Sure. And it would kind of, like, joke about that. There was, like, a checklist in the game about stuff you need to have in your demo. There was a moment where I was, like, running through the game too fast, and the game stopped and said... Alright, you're doing a terrible job. You need to stand up and apologize to everybody here. And then it just, like, black, like, screen with white text on it said, apologize. So it's just like, oh man. Like, it, you know, it was, like, deliberately antagonizing the player and, like, making fun of the player. But that's because the player usually kind of does a bunch of dumb shit anyway. Well, the player's so, an idiot, yeah. Yeah, so this game will call you out for that. Or, like, you walk into a room and there's, like, something silly and it'll kind of. You know, there's this British narrator guy kind of joking around with you. Like, it's, like, a pretty simple comedy in a lot of ways. Like, you are just walking through an environment and the game is talking to you about it. But even so, it kind of, like, it kind of laid bare a lot of dumb storytelling conventions a lot of games do. Like, there was an emotions booth where you just stand in there and press a button, and then it's, like, telling you a bunch of sad words, and, like, this guy's reading this sad story, and then you step into a happy booth, and it's telling you a bunch of happy words, and it's like, yeah, see, neither is ineffective because the game is telling you how to feel. It seemed to be kind of the conclusion I was getting out of that. Um, it, I don't know. It was a really confident demo. I don't know how, like, fun that game will be, I guess, in a lot of ways. Like, it's sure. pretty like non-interactive thing in a way you're just kind of walking through hallways and stuff happens but like it's very scripted but like it seems like it's either really play tested or the guy who made it played a lot of games and kind of can anticipate what players are going to look at and what they're going to do um yeah it was one of the most interesting like demos i saw at pax that seems to kind of get what's wrong with a lot of stuff and kind of play with it a bit
1: well the fact that they were going to show gone home yeah packs, like
0: how do you why? demo that game? why
1: would you even do that like maybe set up a little booth where you can sell t-shirts and like trinkets or something <laughs> maybe even like, like mixtapes tapes of all the like crappy music in that game that would have been now, fine
0: yeah now you're thinking um man i'm digging my digital style right now i'm just gonna say it's pretty people good you can't see that on the audio version but if i could grow this mustache i would have this mustache it'd be awesome well you've Brimley.
1: tried i know you have tried you had the handlebar mustache for a while and you look like a pedophile
0: <laughs> yeah just the bushiness oh man that yeah i went to the uh mega 64 thing pretty early on in the show and like eric badur was rocking the coolest mustache like just like the grossest but awesome like so confident he yeah. shaved it by day four, and I was so disappointed.
1: Eric's a genuinely but, great guy; like he's so no, nice.
0: He, he was pretty funny. Yeah. Um. But yeah, in the panel, there was like, "When are you going to shave that gross pedo stash? Was one of the questions. He was like, "Never, ever, ever." And then day four,
1: he it it shaved happen.
0: it. Yeah, no, it's too bad. Gave into the pressure or whatever. I'm not sure why I didn't ask about it, but it was, it was kind of sad to see.
1: Well, I mean, that. you had a mustache before. It's a lot of work. Like when you're drinking soup or eating the. It's itchy. It's kind of weird. And eating kind of... the wings is hard. Yeah. Saucy yeah. wings.
0: Keeping, keeping your face clean with extra stuff to get snagged on is kind of gross. Yeah. So, anyway, sorry. Before I sidetracked with facial hair stuff, um... What was the question? Video games? Some?
1: Huh? Let's talk about dick wolves. Okay. specifically rape. Oh,
0: wait. We were, yeah, we were talking about Gone Home. They, they boycotted the show because of all this stuff, essentially. Um... And then, yeah, leaving the show, it kind of bubbled up like all over the place again because uh, I guess there was a panel with
1: like. Uh, Let, let's describe to people that might not know because I know there's at least one person in the chat. What we're talking about when we say Dick Wolves?
0: Okay, there's been tons of summaries of the timeline over the past week, but I, sure, okay. I guess if you haven't caught up on what's going on, like three years ago, there was a comic that was in, as far as I can recall basically about the absurd black-and-white moral dilemmas players would face in video games. And one of the guys was, like, complaining about, like, oh, man, if you don't help our village, we're going to be raped by dick wolves. That was kind of one of the jokes, and the player's pretty indifferent, because who cares, because video games.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, MC Frontalot actually does a pretty great job of summarizing what is like what that joke was going for and kind of why he thinks it works and whatever, but... Anyway, so that joke came out. Uh, some people got upset because it uses the word "rape" rather flippantly. Sure. Um, they responded pretty defensively with a comment, like a, another comic that kind of further seemed dismissive of a bunch of stuff. Like, it's just like, "Hey, if you read our comic and started raping people, please stop doing that." And that you know, that that's again. They're really
1: good at throwing gasoline on the fire. Yes, they always have been.
0: Right. So. I mean, there was a bit of a spark, like a bit of a flame, going on with just the original comic being a bit hard. Well, to, from two
1: years ago, right?
0: Right. Or whatever. Yeah. Bit hard to understand in terms of like, <clears throat> oh, if you've played a lot of video games that boil down morals to this, you will understand why this was supposed to be funny and not just being crass. Sure. But if you don't, you're gonna have a terrible time. Um, and yeah, then they kind of added to it. Um, also put out merchandise that just had, like, was like Team Dick Wolf. Yeah. Um, and again, MC Frontalot kind of broke it down, like, he was like, at that point, the type, the type of person buying a Team Dick Wolf shirt is just trying to be offensive. Sure. like Like, they, they don't care about, like, what the original joke was even about. They just don't, like, censorship, want to say whatever they want, no matter how offensive it is. That's who's going that extra mile to buy the shirt, so you shouldn't have made that shirt. Essentially, like it's like you were catering to your lowest common denominator when you add that extra thing.
1: And I think, well, they're th- catering to th- the money, uh, like, it doesn't matter if it's the lowest common denominator, if they're willing to pay, whatever. Okay, I, I think that's where they were coming from. It, I don't know, hmm, I don't want to give them the credit that they're smart enough masterminds to really capitalize on like, a controversial subject. Yeah, I like... I want to thing, think they're kind of idiots that put out a shirt because they thought Dick Wolves was funny. Like, the term. Mm-hmm. Not the comic.
0: I mean, I mean that's kind of where I was coming at, is, like, this, like where I'm coming from, this is being really defensive about a pretty dumb joke. Like, it's not a great joke. It, it's okay, but you don't need to get this up about it, because, like, you know, just let it roll off your back and move on. Um that didn't happen. So then they kind of yeah, continued adding to it and adding to it. Um and then yeah, like I mean, over the past few years there's been kind of like this big kind of like, dude, that's rape culture. Like that's, you know, you're supporting rape. You're just kind of laughing it off. Like it is very serious and you're just like, okay. Like some of the fair points I was hearing was like, this is a huge crowd. There's like 70,000 people here. There you know, the facts are in like, there isn't a percentage of people in this crowd right now who have been raped. So you are being really insensitive to someone who has had something legitimately really traumatic happen to them. Okay. Fair enough. Like that, you know, yes. But like, I, you know, I don't know. At, at the point where you're kind of so dismissing the original context of it, like that's a problem. Like that's, that's getting a bit kind of like all or nothing, like completely white, like,
1: do you know why it offends what? me?
0: What? What? What aspect of this whole thing bothers you?
1: It's a shitty joke, and it's getting more <laughs> people listening to it than it deserves.
0: Fair enough. Like, yeah, it's not a great joke. It's not. It was never that funny. You know how, was, how you oh, kill gonna,
1: a comedian's it, career? How's that? You stop listening to them. Yeah, that's it. Like, if you didn't think it was funny, you stop reading Penny Arcade, and mm-hmm. you even though it's a small hit. If there's like that many people that were offended by it, it's a big hit in the end. That's all you have to do. That's it.
0: Nah. If you don't like Tosh stop watching that show.
1: Well, Tosh is just terrible, and I never watched it to begin with.
0: Well, he he got in hot water for rape jokes too, like a year ago or whatever. But yeah, you, you know, yeah. I guess if you don't, if you're, no, if you're not a fan of the comedy, like stop stop engaging with it. But I I guess where that becomes a dilemma for people is because people like Pax they don't necessarily like Mike and Jerry and their sense of humor. So then it's like, well, there's this great event where I can go and kind of just be with this giant community of people who love video games and I love that. But I know in the back of my mind that in the higher organizations of this company there's somebody who may hold views I find pretty upsetting. So it, you know, that's kind of a weird weird thing for people to kind of come to terms with like cuz a lot of people are saying they're going to boycott next year's show because of this stuff. And, you know, gone home, the, that Fulbright company already came to that conclusion based on that. And I guess the, the side of this whole thing that's kind of maybe overshadowed is transphobia. Yeah. Like, um, MC Frontalot addresses it briefly, but I guess he doesn't really elaborate on that whole side of the thing. Um, basically, like, where I've kind of come down on this is, uh, like, Mike hasn't been to a sociology class in at least 10 years. So a lot of people who are like, you know, up on the latest terms and the latest PC language are getting really upset at someone who's kind of bluntly reminding them of, like, the past in any way. So it's just like, you know, just because somebody doesn't know what the current, like, trend is in terms of being progressive doesn't mean they're not helping. Like, that that doesn't mean they're anti-moving forward, you know? Um, Absolutely, yeah. I I don't know. Like, it it seems like people are jumping to the worst conclusion. Like, there's like, oh, Mike is a horrible psychopath. He hates everybody. It's just like, I don't know if that's fair. Like, he might just not know how to express this in your terms. So you're kind of at this weird clashing point. And, like, part of the problem is a lot of these arguments seem to be happening on Twitter, which is the absolute worst place to have any kind of argument whatsoever. Or
1: even discussions.
0: Anything. Yeah, you can't express anything well on that.
1: You know what Twitter (laughs) is great for?
0: Uh, hey, I'm, I watched this video.
1: When I'm just like at Proton, John, at Krasnor, at Sean. Hey, what are you guys up to this week?
0: Yeah, or just like, hey, do you want to go grab some wings here or something? Like that has happened. Yeah. Um, like we're doing a meetup at this pub. That that hasn't happened in a while though. Um, maybe I'm like, we should do that. But um, yeah, just communication. But yeah, if you're ever going to be like, hey, why do you like this thing or why do you hate this thing or what's going on with this? I I can't, you know, it's either like a long string of tweets and then people are angry because you're spamming, or it's just hey, here's a link to some blog somewhere or some video where I actually try to explain what I'm talking about. Um, That seems to be the only way to do it. And even then people are being kind of judgmental about the tone
1: Mike has been taking in some of those explanation posts. Like It's just like,
0: I don't know if he really is that apologetic.
1: Well, he's not. Mike's a dick. I mean, once you get that in your mind, it doesn't matter. Like, whatever he says, he's Going for just being kind of a dick. Um, I mean, he was a kid that got picked a lot in school, and now he has money and people behind him, so he's just being a jerk about stuff. You get that in your mind, then whatever. Who cares? Pax is not about Penny Arcade. It like it, maybe was for the first year, not really yeah. so much anymore.
0: No, I mean that's kind of one of my things, dude. Like honestly, though, like coming out of the show, I was definitely like, man, I am a lot less keen on going back to Pax next year. But that was for my own kind of set of reasons. It wasn't like. Oh, I'm gonna take a political stand. It was more just like that wasn't as fun as it used to be. Well,
1: it sounds like now it's because you hate indie devs. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, they were the last strongholds. Now, I, I, you know, th- that's kind of the thing. Is it's just like I think part of it's just like greed is kind of the forefront right now. Like it's just like everyone wants to be a big hit, but they might not necessarily be making that interesting of a game.
1: It's becoming the like E3 for people that can't afford the price to come to E3
0: kind of like there actually there there was one gentleman on the rise of the indies panel that had a really interesting perspective on it all and it was basically just like the barrier for entry into this business is lower and lower and lower every year i think his name was andy moore um okay just just came to mind i haven't actually played any of his games but uh it, it was basically like the tools for creating games is like now so easy that's just gonna continue like it's gonna get easier and easier to make games to the point where it's no longer commercially viable to like be an indie developer anymore You'll just, like, make games, and people will play your games or not play your games and whatever. Sure. And, like, to me, what that sounded like was, like, oh, that's kind of like YouTube. You know, like, just throw something up on YouTube and whatever. Like, maybe it'll work out. Maybe you can, like, do that. Maybe not. But you'll have made a video that doesn't necessarily make you a filmmaker, but you'll be a game maker, sort of. It just won't matter anymore. Like, that won't be that interesting a distinction Mm -hmm. whereas like right now they're still kind of fresh and new as like the tools become more accessible and stuff but eventually it's just gonna be like yeah you know like whatever like everyone can type everyone can write words you know so you can make a story but are you going to become a published author uh, author maybe not you know is that youtube video gonna ever do anything maybe maybe not probably not probably not like we (laughs) can
1: say probably not because of all the people on youtube and even the like much bigger ones are even seeing like hits taken because there's so much out there yeah. now like
0: there's a lot going on on the internet right Yeah. So, like and then add games to it too it's just like well some of these games might be worth playing some of them pro- like a lot of them might not be so you know and then at that point though it's kind of like what is the point of critical websites like review websites yeah. it's just like well, they're not even covering everything. Like, they didn't cover Cart Life until months after it came out. What, like, you know, who, who, what are they for? You know, because they're just people. They're just trying to keep track of stuff. So, I, I don't know. Like, I, I've found myself placing less and less stock in what any reviewer says because it ultimately doesn't really matter in anything to me. Like, yeah. it's like if, if I know that a developer I care about is making a thing, I'll probably find out about it. Sure. If not, like, you know, it's not like I need to find out about it before it comes out, because by the time I do find out about it, maybe it'll be cheaper. So it's just like, oh, I didn't know Jordan Mechner's The Last Express was a cool thing. What is that? Oh, it's a 16-year-old PC game, and it's $5. So I can play that for no money at all, essentially, as opposed to $60 back when it came out. And, I'll, you know, that's, that's a thing. So it's just like the kind of day one being there for the event thing... That doesn't seem to work well with video games, because, like, yeah, like, so many times I don't find the story the thing you're finding out anyway. So if you're like, oh, man, there's Grand Theft Auto 5 spoilers, it's just like, does that matter? Like, I don't know. If, if I won't, if I wouldn't get anything out of it playing it myself, then it wasn't a very good video game anyway. So, whatever. I, I still haven't read the Grand Theft Auto 5 spoilers. That's a real thing. But really? Uh, yeah, apparently there Guess was... who doesn't
1: care about Grand Theft Auto Five? You don't? No. Okay. I will probably buy it just to see what the hu- hype is about, though. I'm one of those people where it's just like, you know how people say you vote with your wallets? Yeah. I'm the person that's like, no, I'll vote with my opinion. Like, the wallet's not the problem here. It's my time and, like, how angry something makes me.
0: Right. So it's like, oh, I voted for my wallet. I said Dishonored was kind of okay. It's like, well, no, I I didn't care that much. I, I don't know. Like, Yeah, I own it, but that doesn't mean much. I don't know. Steam sale, though, so that kind of just differentiates everything.
1: Prison Architect, too. Prison okay. Architect, is that still $30? Yeah. That's about $20 too high for me. I mean, it's a,
0: it's an, it, it, again, it's kind of like an alpha thing too. So exactly. It's not even done yet. Like, yeah, we tried playing it. It's like, I don't know, like, and you're kind of in this weird point where you're just like, I don't know if this interface is really bad or I can't understand what I'm looking at or like, it's just not done yet. Like, I, I don't know if this is my fault or the game's fault. So I'm just going to kind of stumble through it and hope it works out. But sure. It's, it, it it was kind of a frustrating experience. Like, I like what they're trying to do, but I ultimately wasn't having that much fun with what I played, but I can't judge it yet because it's not over. So it's kind of a weird thing. Like no, but anyway. the
1: thing is, like, you already have an insight as to what it's doing, so you can judge it. I think I'm not the well, person that's like you right have now. to see it to the end. I've never been that person. If I'm not having fun right away, then I'm judging it. Period.
0: Well, I, I kind of view software as like it's it's kind of a it's never like it's not nailed down as much as like a movie. So sure. it's like. Currently, as of September 8th, 2013, you probably shouldn't buy Prison Architect. It's not very good yet. I can say that, but yeah. maybe in a year, they'll have patched it or added a bunch of cool features or changed something about it, and i will be like, wow, this is fantastic now. This is great. You know, like It's a dynamic thing. It can change. It can get better. Which was actually kind of one of the things the guy who made uh, Retro City Rampage was talking about. Like It was like his game came out and a bunch of reviews came that were just like, this is broken. This doesn't work. And like, they were really low scores. So then he went and patched a bunch of stuff, fixed a bunch of things. But then the review scores obviously aren't ever going to go up because not a lot of people have dynamic re- review scores. So then he's kind of stuck with this stigma of bad reviews when the game that exists right now isn't the same one that they reviewed. So that's kind of where like Polygon stands out as being like, maybe they have the right idea where like the review score can change depending on the current state of the game. You know, like if you remember Uh, how NVIDIA went, it was like 9.5, 8, 4. (laughs) Now it's like, you know, it's just like, they broke it. They added this like server layer to everything that ruined the game. Don't play it.
1: I mean, if you're going to do that, every game that basically I played this week would progressively get worse. What do you mean? Like... Like,
0: it gets older and new stuff like as
1: world of warcraft you progress in it like oh, it gets yeah. worse because then there's nothing to do anymore dota 2 maybe not so much dota and lol but like diablo 3 can get better because they add stuff and then get worse because no one's playing anymore like i play very multiplayer experience games this week
0: Mm-hmm. well that might actually be a good thing for people to know though like it's just like oh if you miss the zeitgeist on this it is not good anymore
1: oh like fez
0: well, sort of, yeah. Like It's like the mysteries of this game have been solved. Now there's nothing for you to find.
1: So don't worry about it.
0: Like Almost maybe with Journey, too. Like It's like the cooperative element of that game is not there anymore because no one's playing it. Or, for example, I'm playing Dive Kick on PS3. There's not a lot of people playing
1: it. Why are you so playing that?
0: I don't know. I, I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a two-button game. It's simple enough. I was practicing with the different characters and stuff, but... Yeah, it's, it's a joke. It's, it's, it's a one-note joke that is starting to not be funny. I I, I don't
1: know. It, was it ever funny to begin with? I always liked the idea, yeah, however, okay. that there was a game based around the like last few seconds of a fighting game where it's just like the first hit kills. I like that. I yeah. never liked the idea that, oh, this is supposed to be funny. Who gives a fuck? Like, really?
0: I, I found it kind of funny for like 10 minutes at E3. So that was enough to kind of make me pay enough attention to it and spend eight dollars on it but man yeah i i I guess this might actually bring me to like multiplayer stuff like you know there's kind of been that distinction where it's like oh if you play this with a room full of friends it'll be more fun it's just like i think i've said this a million times that's true of like almost anything like you know hey here's this ball it's not very fun but if you have a bunch of friends you can play a game and you're just like
1: well yeah like, okay. You know what else is better with a bunch of friends but not as good by yourself? What's that? Doing heroin. Sure. I, I, I don't know how this directly applies. Because, like you said, anything can... You can make that argument like, for anything. We could do hard drugs together, and it would be funner if I did it than if I just did it by myself, watching I guess my you're right like or something.
0: Yeah, like, drinking alone is a lot sadder than drinking with friends, so do it with friends and it's more fun. But, you know, like... Yeah, I get what you mean. Like, it's kind of not a valuable thing to say at some point. And like, that's kind of, it's, it's been kind of one of the thing that was like plaguing me about two specific games at, at PAX, uh, Towerfall, which we've talked about and, uh, Samurai Gun. Yeah. Which okay. I, I feel like I'm like for a while I was feeling like I was in this weird little crazy bubble where it's just like, everyone realizes these are really similar, right? Like really similar.
1: Like, mm-hmm really similar
0: didn't like, you tweet
1: like, somebody and say just like isn't samurai gun basically just towerfall with a samurai or something and yeah they were like no samurai guns more just like samurai and a samurai and towerfall or something
0: yeah no i <laughs> like i they actually, said
1: the same thing just reversed
0: i know i i just tweeted okay um is samurai gun just towerfall with swords and blood because that's kind of what I'm seeing right now. And then Max Temkin, who is publishing the game, uh, tweeted back. It's like actually, Towerfall is just Samurai Gun with with a bow and arrow. And it's like okay, fair enough, I guess. But for me, like the distinction was always, but Towerfall's out like right now, you know. Whereas like your game isn't yet, so that seems kind of weird. But also like there's a depth to what's going on in Towerfall that I just didn't see in my time with Samurai Gun. Like you were just kind of just mashing the sword button and you have a gun and that you know like that makes for tense little fast paced fights or whatever but that there's like ammo to take into consideration in Towerfall just seemed more interesting to me but also mm-hmm. I played that game first like at the end of the day though like it comes down to both of these games are multiplayer centric games that are offline so i don't think i'd play any of them ever anyway you know like outside of a convention where they make all the sense in the world cuz there's dozens of people around that want to play it like I, I don't think I literally, like, r- practically speaking, ever get to play either of those games. So I, I don't know. The first one to get online support is the winner,
1: basically. Of course.
0: It's like yeah. A tense, fast-paced little game that also lets people play it in the way people modernly play games.
1: I mean, but if anyway. you kind of go that way with everything, the Wii yeah. U has lost for everything, right?
0: They have, they have online, but we do have, they?
1: Yeah. Can I play Mario with you if I bought a Wii U right now?
0: No. Yeah. Okay. So they didn't. failed
1: because that's Nintendo's thing. Is Mario?
0: No. Ah, uh, you're right. I did boot that thing up and being like, "Yeah, I'm gonna play this with my friend across town." Wait. What? What? It's 2012. Like, yeah. No, that was that was totally nuts. You're right. Um. But okay, we're taking a break. Pause. Yeah. See you guys in a bit. Mustache man. Big boss. Did you get it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a Metal Gear game, I was trash talking earlier.
1: Ah, uh, uh, I'll be right make- back. Alright, later.
0: <laughs> Fucking Halo 4. That game was not very
1: good. It was okay, I guess. It was Halo. It was like, Halo. Yo, you like Halo, then you'll like this game.
0: I guess so, but do you go like, hey, those guys who made Halo 4, that's who I those are the those No, are the no,
1: no, 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 absolutely not.
0: That's who I want to hear from. That's how I determine what I do in my life.
1: Honestly, they should never make a Halo game again. We need Bungie. They knew a the formula.
0: Yeah, but hey, Destiny's coming out, so get your shooting
1: over there, I guess. I don't know.
0: Maybe, maybe. I mean,
1: me yeah, out. I would have put uh, Harry Potter movies in, but I haven't seen any of them, so I don't have much to say about them.
0: The Harry Potter movies?
1: Yeah, she's marathoning them apparently.
0: Okay, that third one was good, and that sixth one was pretty good, but that's that's all I got. Anyway, yeah. Alfonso Cuarón he is making a movie about George Clooney in space. So, yeah,
1: George Clooney what? is the most important person to ever go to space.
0: <laughs> I mean, Solaris was okay. But uh I never they, saw it, actually. He's been to space before, so yeah. Mm. Steven Soderbergh. Um but okay, okay. Um we were trash talking Halo 4 because the guys who made Halo 4 were trash talking Hideo Hideo Kojima. Yeah. Um, he's a misogynistic, horrible person because sexy ladies
1: Well no, um, he's just Japanese.
0: Sure. Like, okay.
1: I mean, I'm not trying to play the race card, but we both know Actually, we all know that the Japanese have a very different sensibility when it comes to half-naked women and teens and shit like that. In video games. Well, in their culture, in general. In like, their
0: culture, but also, like, th- this actually dovetails okay with the thing that was brought up at this gender diversity panel I went to. Okay. um, uh, One of the people that asked the question, I, I forget her name, Heidi something she i follow her on twitter too
1: okay. um
0: she raised a question where it's just like okay like a lot of the panel was kind of being like well you know we need strong female protagonists that are doing very different things and like all this stuff and then she was like okay what if i you know i'm i'm a woman who likes actually playing as like characters like bayonetta because they're hypersexualized and crazy like you get to live out this weird fantasy through this character or like in Dragon's Crown, which was also controversial, the Amazon character. Uh,
1: well, you know? I, it sounds like there are a lot of problems with uh, Dragon's Crown apart from that. But yeah, OK. It
0: sounds boring to me as a video game. It but sounds I'm,
1: shitty. Like, yeah, it just sounds shitty. So, yeah, whatever.
0: Um, apparently the sprite work is amazing, though. But who cares? I, whatever. Um. That was dismissive. I just dismissed pixel artists everywhere.
1: Ah. Like every indie developer hates you right now. Yeah, I'm not just, only do you trash talk them as people, but their art.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so that I thought that was actually a valid point. And like the rebuttal to it was a little vague. Like it was just kind of like, you know, like I respect that. But at the same time, we want <clears throat> video games like Gone Home to exist because gone home, gone home, Gone Home, Gone Home, Gone Home, Gone Home, The Last of Us, Gone Home.
1: Oh, I bet Meowth I hates the- you right now. <laughs>
0: No, this was not me. This was this panel. Like it was like, oh my gosh, that panel loved that game so damn much. Like it almost made me feel weirdly like it was okay, you guys. But come on, but whatever. Like I guess they identified it way more than I did. Um, but uh, uh so yeah, it was kind of weird to see like that opinion dismissed almost out of hand. Like it's just like. Well, no. There's too many sexy women. We don't want sexy women anywhere because sexy women are too sexy and it makes us angry. I don't know. Does that I,
1: mean, I never I, understood that argument from people. Right.
0: Like it's just like you know, is Christina Hendricks' character in Mad Men not a no. great character because she's a good-looking woman? No. What? No. I mean, it's interesting it has as to be well as... in
1: everything. I think. <laughs> if sure. you ask me, that's my that's my professional opinion. Right. For Must academic, reason, in everything, Christina
0: Hendr- Hendricks should be in more movies.
1: Yes, wearing prob- less. Wearing less movies. No, wearing less.
0: Where it's <laughs> hard to defend that. Right. Okay. Whatever. Um. Okay. But I, I guess there's a character design in Metal Gear Solid Five that is a very deliberately sexpot sniper lady, yeah. which seems totally consistent with Metal Gear as a thing because in that first video game they made there was a sexy sniper lady except it was PlayStation one so you couldn't really tell that's what they were going for sure um now we have better polygons and the real vision can be realized and that's not that's no good so he was kind of being called out um for that where was this happening though was this just on Twitter yeah where
1: I was- think so yeah great so a
0: great place for arguments to go down this straw man that we just created. As you hold
1: up your cup of alcohol and take a sip, you fucking bastard. Exactly. (laughs) All right. (laughs) No, but like, I even retweeted (laughs) some... (laughs) I even retweeted someone that was just like, hey, Kojima, this is what a real sniper looks like, or whatever. And it was just like a person in a ghillie suit.
0: Stop right now. Did anyone... I'm assuming everyone has pointed out Wait, Halo 4 was the one that made Cortana a sexy stripper lady, so fuck you guys.
1: Oh no, for sure. Cortana before was just kind of like a voice in your head, and then like a blue robot lady because we need to...
0: No, like, Cortana in that game has been redesigned to be No,
1: yeah, no, in Halo 4, they redesigned her to have these like crazy stripper thighs and a giant booty. So... So it's like, yeah, nobody's complaining about that
0: like the multiplayer tuning team or something it had nothing to do with that stuff like that is the most hypocr- hypocritical hypocrisy i've heard in a
1: while but it's halo 4 so you can't say anything bad about it yeah you
0: can what oh whatever <laughs> <laughs> i thought i thought the consensus basically like even from the halo community was like yeah this isn't as fun
1: this isn't as fun
0: like in our very chat earlier it was like yeah they, it's not as fun as 3 The online?
1: No, but even people, like, were saying about, like, why did they redesign Cortana to look like a stripper? Or to look like a big booty hoe? Like, it just (laughs) makes no sense. She's a fake computer lady.
0: And that they're kind of developing this weird semi-romantic subplot between a fake (laughs) computer lady and a, like...
1: And a guy you've never seen the face of.
0: Yeah, it's just (laughs) like, guys, you, you don't have a lot of feet to, you know, like... That's that's specifically why these people calling out Hideo Kojima is extra hilarious. But, you know, it, does Kojima need to evolve his kind of mentality around characters and whatever? I don't know.
1: Like, I, I think, think maybe, and I'll give you the reason why it bothers me a little uh, bit. Worked,
0: but, okay,
1: sorry to like, continue. Snipers, right? Mm-hmm. They have been known, and, like, people have reported and stuff, like, when they were snipers or stuff, that, like, they would just be by themselves for, like, a week straight literally crawling through garbage and, like, dirt and thorns and everything. Okay. I don't think you would want to do that in a bikini top. I'm just saying. I don't think you would be wanting to crawl on your hands and knees for a week without clothing.
0: Okay, so you're just calling out That's just impractical.
1: Yeah, the impracticality of it is what annoys me the most, (laughs) apparently. Yeah,
0: like, Sniper Wolf in the first game made no sense, because it's just like, dude, you're in Alaska, it's really cold, why would you zip down your snowsuit that far? But then
1: at the same time, she had a snowsuit, at least. Like, I don't know, it was weird, like, it was like she was an idiot, but she had the proper gear, at least.
0: I guess I'm also just in light of your, like, you know, standing alone in a, you know, blind for four days as a sniper, who are you trying to impress? You know, like, it doesn't matter. Just wear a ghillie suit, you know?
1: Well, the, and that's the thing, too. Like, that tweet I retweeted, where it's like, this is what an actual female sniper looks like. You couldn't tell it was a female because she was in a full ghillie suit. She looked like a dude with the face paint and everything.
0: Right. Like, yeah. actual, like, yeah. right. I, I mean, really, though, Metal Gear is so derived from, like, James Bond movies and, like, super sensational, like, high fiction stuff that it's not trying to be realistic. Of so. Like, yeah, if you're comparing it to what it's actually more similar to, which is, like, X-Men and James Bond, it's like, oh, yeah, this is just as sexist as those things, so whatever, you know? Like, I guess you could call, like, more stuff out. Like, it's just like, yeah, wait, why don't they redraw the X-Men characters to be more realistically proportioned, and why is James Bond still being all, you know, womanized and whatever? Get him out of here. Like, sure. okay, but I I don't know. It just seems weird to kind of highlight a specific thing, but maybe yeah, maybe this is a cultural virus. Maybe it's spread too far. We've gotten too dismissive of all this stuff, and it's it's no good. But I don't know. They Not really. Redesign, re, if you if they redesign Cortana, then they have earned the permission to start calling people out. But sure. As of right now, shake my bottle at you. Okay,
1: shake my empty wine bottle at you.
0: Yeah, sorry, I'm trying to peel off this part of it because I don't know. It bothers me.
1: Yeah. Which okay, means uh, that you're getting a little toasted right now. <laughs> if something that small is bothering it's
0: you. It's important, but okay. yeah. Uh, anyway, Metal Gear Solid. Let's talk about the Robocop trailer.
1: Which um, is basically Metal Gear Solid, right?
0: Eh, no?
1: What do you mean? Because <laughs> they're just making another Robocop when there doesn't need to be one. Just like Metal Gear Solid.
0: Okay, I, I actually haven't had, I, I haven't seen the full, like, disintegration of Robocop into total shit. Sure. Apparently, the third movie was garbage.
1: I didn't see it either, because people said it was so bad, why would I waste time with it?
0: Yeah, it's PG-13, they recast him, all this stuff, and then they also put in, uh, I guess, like, there was a TV series or something at some point?
1: Oh, Mario is- 64 Mario has it right. Robo-Flop is more oh. like it. Oh. Oh.
0: Um, yeah, alright, fair enough. I saw the trailer, like, you know, I, I'm kind of down for weird, you know, remakes and stuff because maybe they got it wrong the last time. I don't know. Robocop was okay, but it's been a, it's been 26 years. Maybe they could You do even
1: it. said the Total Recall remake was terrible. I'm just going to put that out it there. It was terrible. You, yeah, you did.
0: Did I? I thought I said it was, I, like, kind of bland and underwhelming.
1: Well, you said it was a waste of time or something like that.
0: <laughs> Basically, like, I forgot what I saw, like, three hours later. Like, yeah, it's totally unnecessary. But again, I wanted it. I wanted to believe it could be true. And like the one way, the one time it went good was that Dread remake. Like the Dread movie was actually great. So but was like, it a
1: remake? It was more like just nah, adventures like in the life actually, of Dread.
0: Yeah, they actually made a Dread comic book movie proper, sure. as opposed to that '90s Stallone thing that was not.
1: I rewatched that actually shortly after watching Dread. I think we talked about it on the podcast. It's terrible.
0: It's pretty terrible. It's really like bad. Yeah.
1: Um, seems Joe.
0: Joe Dread,
1: isn't it? Joseph or something?
0: Maybe. I don't remember that. <laughs> Joe <part>. Dread. <laughs> Joe Dread. Judge <laughs> Joe Dread.
1: Just rolls right off the tongue, um, Judge Joe Dread.
0: Joe Brown. Like that's <laughs> terrible. Okay. Um, yes, that that was a one one time where it went well. So I guess I'm always kind of optimistic. Maybe this sci-fi rekindling could actually work out. Maybe that new Riddick movie's good. I don't know, I'll find out. But Something about this trailer just – I thought it, it just looked bad, and I hope it's not – like, is it PG-13? Did they go full R? Because it needs to be. Like, that Verhoeven movie is so violent, they just need to go crazy with it, or else why are you making a Robocop thing? Yeah. And maybe that's why. Like, maybe it's because it's like a, this, this preview is safe for all audiences. Like, it's kind of muting the tone of that movie because it just looked really boring. And the main guy I just was not getting a good vibe off of. That said, I didn't really like Peter Weller ever in anything because he's, like, the world's second most boring man. But Who's the first? Gabriel Byrne.
1: You know what? I probably agree with you. Like, I didn't even... That name never pops up in my mind for everything, so he must automatically be the most boring.
0: He's really boring. Like, I don't know how some of these people...
1: Like, end of days, know. that was him, right? Yeah. Satan?
0: Yeah, he's Satan.
1: Didn't he have a threesome, though, with, like, a daughter and her mother?
0: You know, probably it sounds like something Satan would do, but...
1: Quick hit, Nathan, have you ever had a threesome go? No. Will you? Or would you? There's plenty of time left. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not inviting you to anything, I'm just saying, would you? Sure. Okay. I wouldn't, and the reason for that is because... I don't know that I could perform up to standards that it takes. Like I don't know if I can for one person, let alone two. Fair
0: enough. Now it's it's a sounds like quite the
1: task, but maybe eventually it's. It's making me tired just thinking about it. Kind of. Okay. Like I'm ready for sleep right now, and I didn't even finish yet. So.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Can we at least finish these topics?
1: Absolutely. So yeah, Robocop remake. I guess is what we were going on. I don't care just period i will see it though probably because why not
0: i like that evil dead remake okay that was okay right? it was
1: okay it was okay you're right
0: um so you know i'm not you know quite done with it but at the same time like something about the redesign too it's like hey we need a black costume this time it's Just like this just looks bad it just doesn't it doesn't look distinctive somehow just it's bring just robocop
1: like, back like, what's Stitute so hard about my that?
0: Farmer with the weird helmet. I, I, I don't know. I was I was nothing I saw in the trailer had me that keen on it. And who's the director? It's like some Spanish guy who made some movie.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Spanish people make a lot of movies. I'm sure we never see. So whatever. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. I I, I don't know. He doesn't have much track record. We're before.
1: calling you out Spain and Mexico. Start making good movies, I guess.
0: Yeah. Man, I, I am kind of nervous about gravity. <laughs> People I don't
1: even know what thinking. that
0: is. Okay, it's the director of *Children of Men* and uh, *Harry Potter* and *The Prisoner of Azkaban*. Okay, and the *Little Princess*. If you go, I have
1: to. seen *Children of Men*. It's a good movie.
0: I, yeah, I thought it was a good movie. So yeah. I'm kind of oh, the guy who made that movie is making a new movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. All the trailers have been like this. I don't know. Like I like outer space. I like George Clooney. I don't really like Sandra Bullock, but okay. Um but the movie just looks like all right this is open water in space i i, I guess that's enough for a movie but i, I you know like I, it promises kind of like sweeping vistas of space and kind of just people floating around in space and talking about stuff and whatever but i don't know something about it is just like th- this is the wrong tone i want in a space movie cuz there's already not enough space exploration going on in humanity right now So why would you scare people about space? People are already scared of space.
1: Are you scared of space? No, I want to go there. I wouldn't. I don't think there's anything to do out there, honestly.
0: But there's new stuff. We need to get off of this planet, dude. It's going to blow up.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, okay, talk to me in like 50 years when we create like a Mass Effect machine that can jump us to stuff. Sure. Not when, like, I'm going to spend five years of my life getting to the moon or something, you know what I mean? Where I'm just like, uh, I'm going go to go to Mars, like, we whatever. We should
0: start experimenting with that stuff more, I, I feel,
1: you know? Like, they should. No, it's like weirdly. And when they get to the point where we could jump across solar systems, I'm there. Until then, I don't want to see Earth from, like, a higher orbit. I just want to see other stuff.
0: I guess. I just kind of feel like that's something I feel humanity needs to work towards at some point. Like, that's kind of the next big step.
1: Oh, dude, they should have been this whole time. I don't know why NASA doesn't get as much funding as they do.
0: I know. It's been really weirdly frustrating seeing just like, like, growing up when you're like 10 or 11, people are like, oh, yeah, we're going to be going to Mars. We're going to make a bunch of bad movies with Val Kilmer and Gary Sinise about going to Mars. And then that just never happens.
1: What movie were you talking about in specific?
0: I was talking about Red Planet and Mission to Mars, which came out, like, the same year.
1: Okay. Because I was thinking when you said Mars, automatically Ghosts of Mars.
0: I I own that movie. That's important.
1: Is it? I actually haven't (laughs) seen it since it came out. It's
0: it's pretty bad. Okay. (laughs) I guess if we want to briefly talk about John Carpenter, I watched John Carpenter's Vampires recently.
1: It's so bad. It's not very good. (laughs) But you know what? There is, like an earnesty to it that i actually appreciate <laughs> it has
0: some okay ideas like it's just like oh man there's a whole conspiracy about vampires that the Cap- like the catholic church is in on they know where they are but they're kind of down with that and that's not cool like i don't know it yeah and there's like this weird super vampire that they're trying to sh- stop and he just like murders everybody it was okay for like 20 minutes and then it became kind of a background movie while i did other stuff um
1: i find yeah there's a lot of background movies that are fantastic
0: no finding a great background movie is is netflix is awesome
1: <laughs> it's kind of important yeah I think. it's just
0: like well i don't want to watch this but i i i wouldn't mind if it's just on so it's like yeah like that two out of five three out of five kind of movie where it's just like kind of going on and you're not really paying attention but periodically you can look at it and be like yeah all right it's kind of cool
1: um, i been asked from the chat for you to talk about how you're secretly racist against dinosaurs and vampires. I don't know how this came up, but I'm pretty sure you are a racist in general, so discuss.
0: Well, like, my appearance right now looks a little sketchy, so I can kind of see why someone would feel are that way. Are you
1: racist against vampires? I kind yeah. of am after Twilight, because I don't think they should be on the same <sighs> bus or in the same restaurants as me. Um,
0: I I am less fatigued about vampires then i like i mean it's it's become cliche talking about how cliche it is but zombies have gotten kind of tiresome for me yeah in a way that like mainly because they're not they have no charisma or personality at
1: all like Did i can see warm bodies
0: no i just didn't care
1: okay it's kind of okay against what you're talking about because the idea of it is like there's still a human being and a human mind and spirit and stuff behind this like shell of a creature that can't do anything Yeah. That's okay. Like, I like that idea quite a bit.
0: Sorry, I'm just reading alarming things in the chat, but okay. uh, Warm bodies.
1: I guess, but that's been
0: explored too, hasn't it? Like, didn't Romero kind of toy with that in Day of the Dead with, like, that Bob zombie? Like, is he still
1: human? Not not as much as this. Imagine Day of the Dead where uh, Bub or whatever is, um the main character, and you can hear his inner monologue. Yeah. So, there's that, I guess. Sorry,
0: just addressing, a uh, controversy. Um.
1: Controversies need to be addressed.
0: Yeah, it's about stretch marks, which I, I maintain are really freaky if you get them wrong.
1: Do you have, like, a things that freak me out segment of the week thing?
0: Uh, nothing new, I don't think.
1: Nothing new? Uh,
0: yeah, nothing new has pr- bubbled up that's
1: like, ugh. I well, don't maybe, like that. maybe we can find something as we talk. But anyways, yeah, I don't know. Like, Warm Bodies does so, a kind of decent what? job with that idea.
0: Was it funny, though? No. I okay.
1: Mean, like, they go for it, but mm-hmm. I don't find a lot of things that are quoted as being comedies funny. Okay. Like, I don't know, maybe... Maybe it's just because the word comedy, like, as a genre or whatever, has just been overused. I like dark comedies, and I like when, like, things are so weird and, like, blatantly dumb that they're funny. I like those, but I don't like things that are just, like, have silly lines in them, because I don't find those funny.
0: Okay. I I guess just briefly on that, um, have you ever seen The Odd Couple?
1: Yeah, you're talking about, like, Jack Lemmon and um, yeah, Walter Matthau?
0: Yeah. Do you find that funny?
1: I don't remember. I haven't okay. seen it in years and years right now. Just, so. just
0: I started watching it on Netflix, and I was just like, man, this is just not funny at all. Like, this is just sad. Like, legitimately just depressing. Like, in a way I was not amused by. But, like, ostensibly that movie's a comedy.
1: Sure. But I remember those toast. two just having really good chemistry with each other, though.
0: Right, but kind of like ripping each other apart in a way that's just like, Ugh, the, the, why is this guy being so mean? Like, like in I, a lethal
1: weapon sort of way?
0: But Wade, like, just kind of, you know, low blows, I felt. Like, it, when I was a kid, I was just like, okay, I heard this was a popular classic movie. I'm going to check it out. And I was like 12 or something. And it was just like, this is not funny. And I just grew up, like, kind of like, well, I probably just didn't get it or whatever. And then I was watching it again. And it's just like, I still don't find this funny. This is just kind of. Like, really depressing. Like, Jack Lemmon is too sad for it to be like, oh, I get it. He couldn't commit suicide because he pulled his back while he was opening the window. Ah, It's just like, oh, no, that's a terrible joke. <laughs> it's a really bad joke. I don't know. It was, <laughs> yeah, like, what are you doing, Neil? Like, is it Neil? Si- si- Neil
1: Simon? I don't know. Right? Sure.
0: I don't know, whatever. Um... Yeah, classic movies, man. Some of them, I don't, I don't know how that happened. Like it was just weird to me to think there was a time in history in like the late '60s where comedy that dark was like really popular because it was like the fourth highest grossing movie that year. And it's just like, all right, weird. Times have changed. Like nobody wants to think that seriously about something like that or whatever. I, I don't know. It was, it was weird. Anyway, old movies. Some of them are great.
1: Go figure, right?
0: Yeah, I think we've had this conversation before. Is, Casablanca.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, even at the time, I'm sure people didn't think so, because 50 years from now, the movies that we thought were terrible will probably still be terrible.
0: Oh, yeah. I wonder if, like, 50 years from now, the movies we thought were great. It's just like, what the hell? Why did anyone ever, like, super bad? What? What? You know? So maybe- are
1: you suggesting that, like, people's opinion of what's funny and, like, our culture changes over time?
0: Oh, it's probably super relative to...
1: To the, the times and what's... Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, so, if we were more evolved, like, say, Britain or all any of Europe, really, like, sex jokes wouldn't be funny, because yeah. that's just a thing that they don't, like, make con- controversial over there at all. Right. So, uh, maybe. Gosh, yeah. Maybe we should all be more like Britain, I guess is what I'm saying. That's not true, because I hate British people. Why so do you hate... No, I don't actually hate them. I just hate dealing with them on the phone. Oh. They're assholes.
0: When does that happen ever? What? All the
1: time. I work for British Airways.
0: Oh. <laughs> I get it. I didn't know that, so...
1: Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Hey, guys, guess what? What? It's Monocle time again.
1: Oh, there you go. So you got a job.
0: I did. Um, That's kind of been a weird thing, because, like, I... Okay, I... Got hired at one place, and then upon returning home from PAX, I got an interview, and now I'm kind of in this point where I think I'm going to be hired somewhere else. So, what is the correct etiquette for the other job? Do, do we I
1: discuss what jobs they are? One of them's a theater.
0: One of them's at the movie theater. At the I other, guess I could say that, and the other one is at a bookstore. Like I was kind of wanting. Sure. To.
1: Well, which so one I'm, do you want? I want the bookstore one. Well, then you ditch the theater. Period.
0: Right. I know, but like, I still feel kind of like, well, should I even be going to the training? Because I don't know yet, right? Like, I'm kind of in this limbo zone where it's like, I, that second interview went really well.
1: Oh, you didn't get the job then. They just called you back saying, we want to pursue this, maybe.
0: Well, I got I got, I got, got a second interview, and then after the interview, there was kind of like, uh, so when will I know? Well, but I can't say that, but. And we're going to email you on Monday. So
1: So what you do is you go to your training.
0: Yeah, the that's theater. what doing.
1: No, you have to go to your training for the theater because you've already made the commitment. Right. You find out what's going on, then you make the decision. And then whichever one you don't want, you call them and say, listen, I'm really sorry. Thank you for your time. But something else has come up. And I hope we have like contact in the future or something like some just random PR bullshit.
0: Okay, so there's a polite way to do this. It's not like, wait a minute, you were learning about our behind-the-scenes, and you got a code. Whatever.
1: No, absolutely. Like, have you never turned a job down before? <laughs> uh, no.
0: Not oh, really. okay. okay. Yeah, like, it's weird. In previous times, I would kind of just snipe at stuff. Like, I'd just be like, I want to work here, apply here. No? Okay, apply here.
1: Okay, so now you okay, gotta got to think to yourself, though. Yeah. Which place would you prefer benefits for because i know you see a lot of movies yeah so you would get first access to some movies if you like got to run the projector or whatever you'd get to watch them for free or you would at least get discount yeah so is that not as important as maybe having a job that doesn't suck balls because i heard theater jobs are kind (laughs) of terrible
0: it seems like well I don't know in which capacity I'm going to be there, but, yeah, it seems like there's a decent chance.
1: I've known a few people that have worked in theaters. Yeah. And, like, when you join, you don't join as, like, a front, like, a box office clerk or, like, a uh, snack bar clerk or any of that stuff. You just join the, as part of the team, as they and they throw you wherever you're needed at that moment.
0: So you could one night be doing that, but you then, could
1: be doing popcorn all fucking yourself. night and then have to like brush or um, mop up the fleeter. Ah, I'm getting I'm drinking too much. The theater okay. floors after that. OK, so like wow. you might well, get that, like shit the, jobs, but you might also
0: manual like that. There was like, here's how you clean up vomit. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you
1: can expect some bad stuff to happen.
0: Um, Here's how not to get burned by the popcorn machine. I
1: remember reading a Reddit article where it's just like I work in a theater and found this in the bathroom or whatever, and it was a bathroom stall covered in blood. God, (laughs) that's like some guy puked up all of like his innards in a bathroom stall and then walked out.
0: That's not supposed to happen.
1: That's not supposed to happen. So then like people were just like whatever you do don't touch it or whatever. He's like, "Oh shit, I already cleaned it all or whatever because that's his job." And they're yeah. like, "No, you can't do that. You have to like call in special people and stuff because there might be like contamination and the blood and shit." And he was freaking out. That's horrible. That sounds terrible. It was oh. the best Reddit thread I've ever read. <laughs> okay. Cuz it's just like this person posts this thing that happened with a picture. And then it just gradually turns into him freaking out, thinking that he's dying. Yeah, it's like you need to go to a doctor, bro. Like seriously, right now it's just like, what? What are you talking about? It's watching somebody's like personality just get torn at the seams, where they're like thinking they're gonna die in the end, sort of thing. It's perfect. It's the best thing. That sounds morbid, but okay.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's just like kind of strange to be at this point where. You know, you, your life could literally go left or right. And you're just like, well, I don't know. This one has a longer commute, but this one, you know, is really, you know, convenient and I'm already there.
1: <laughs> but the bookstore yeah. is convenient.
0: No, the bookstore is not convenient, but it's something it, I want
1: to do more. I think it would make you happier, probably. For one thing, yeah, it would be quieter.
0: It's, more, it's a lot quieter. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like that, like that, that theater, apparently, especially because they want you to work there on the busiest days. So it would just be chaos.
1: And I've actually worked in a library before, and that's a decent job. Okay. You were a librarian? Not a librarian. I was, like, an assistant or whatever, so I spent a lot of time just basically shelving books, helping people find what they wanted. Because, like, back when everything was books, I knew the Dewey Decimal System because my mother was a librarian, so I knew it quite well. And, um... I got a job volunteering when I was like 13 years old because I was the only 13-year-old that came in there knowing the Dewey Decimal System inside and out and like how to find stuff. So I would help them out and basically tape up magazines and stock shelves and stuff. And it was fine. Like, it was basic just walking around with a book cart and like putting books away for a couple hours every day. It's a totally serviceable job. Like, I honestly, I wouldn't mind doing that again, but... I don't think they pay exceptionally well at, like, a library because <laughs> libraries are kind of dying with the Internet. Right. And I don't – I'm not
0: sure what their current state is, but with the
1: floods and stuff downtown, like, they were in kind of trouble
0: locally anyway.
1: Mm. Um,
0: I did apply at a library, too, but never heard anything back,
1: so. It seems like it might be hard to get a job there, too, because yeah. it's, like, the Internet is a thing. They probably just want to hire a certain um, – Type of person that isn't well, necessarily like, maybe looking for money to live on.
0: <laughs> well, I was just like, "Hey, English degree books." Uh, and there's like Stonewall. Nothing. Didn't hear anything. You're just like, and "Okay," just well,
1: basically gave you the middle finger and told you to leave.
0: Well, but without even being that direct about it, like it was just yeah, it, it hurt a little bit. A
1: little yeah. Bit. Have you ever been fired from a job?
0: Uh, not exactly. Um more so, like, like the a... let go, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. this position doesn't exist anymore, and you're just yeah. like, oh, okay, was it something I did? It's just like, no, just the ward decided without you there that this is not needed, and you're just like, oh,
1: well. That was your last job, actually.
0: Yeah, it was. That was awesome.
1: <laughs> um, Right around the time that you were getting kicked out of your house and had parking fines for parking on the street and everything. Oh, yeah, and the was... flood, maybe? Yeah,
0: remember that. That was so good. Eight weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, things are things are starting to come together. It's okay. It's nice to be like, like there was definitely a, a brief period in like August where I was just like, am I like not employable somehow? What happened? And it's just like, oh, okay, good. I just was, was being too choosy or something. It's Plus, like, well, I could choose multiple jobs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, there was one, actually, I just straight up just dismissed out of hand because I was just like, this sounds like I wouldn't enjoy it at all. It, it was, uh, I, I guess I can say it right? It's not like I sound in NDA or something. Uh, Value Village.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, there is yeah. no way I would work there.
0: It was basically, the reason I chose it is because there was a night where I was like, man, I, I need a job. Like, we were about to leave. Okay, so I- you
1: were watching Storage Wars a whole lot. No. Or no. um, what's that pawn shop one? you know which one I'm talking about? What? what? Pawn Stars? Pawn Stars, yeah. So you were watching okay. Pawn Stars and just like, I gotta work in a place where people basically throw their garbage away and see if there's any treasures.
0: No, no, no. The reason I gravitated to them was basically <laughs> I was just going through Kajiti and there was like, I just saw that this Halloween store was hiring and I thought it was hilarious because I was like, wow, what a short-sighted job to have. It is that is the one in Sunridge that it used to be
1: in A&B Sound? No, I didn't work at A&B Sound. No, it was, was it the Halloween store that popped up where the uh, A&B Sound used to be? I don't
0: know. I, I think it, there's one on a cloud that just appears periodically.
1: Um, there's one in months. Sunridge as well and uh, Cross Iron Mills. <laughs>
0: no, there's a bunch of them. It's It's a weird business that I don't know how it's sustainable at all, but it exists for like two months before Halloween and then disappears. So I was like, well, whatever. That would be like a at least a thing and I I would legitimately think it was hilarious, so I'd probably be in a good mood there or whatever. Um so I replied to that and got nothing, like no no replies. So it's just like, what? Okay. Did I should I not have said it sounds fun? Like does that sound, you know, oh no, we take Halloween very seriously.
1: Yeah. There's nothing fun about Halloween, motherfucker
0: yeah, no, this is a serious, serious business. Uh, We need to get sales. You need to sell this many masks every day or something. It's just like, oh, okay. I I don't know. But um, then I was like, wait, who else has Halloween stuff? Well, Value Village, they're hiring temp Halloween staff. So I'll be a Halloween guy at Value Village for like two months. Sure. And that will at least like pay the bills for now (laughs) and I'll keep looking for something. Um, But then what I, when they replied with was basically like, oh no, we can have you like full time, but in like the sorting room. And I was like, well, you know, hey, weird stuff coming in. Like, I get to kind of comb through Calgary's weird stuff firsthand. That could be fun. But it it quickly became apparent. Like, it's just like, oh, this is not going to be fun at all. Like, this is, like, really, like, a strict quota of stuff. You need to just be shuffling stuff through, like, looking through stuff. Like, it just looked like a factory. And, like, a really weird, depressing factory. Because, it's, yeah, it's full of, like, everyone's former possessions. <laughs> I don't know. It, it looked strange. I was, I felt, I kind of, I, again, I feel bad like looking someone in the eye and saying like, I don't want to do what you do. You know, like that seems Why? kind of, I, it feels judgmental to me. Like it's just but like you're
1: judgmental.
0: Right. But not like that <laughs> bluntly to someone's face. Like it's just like, I don't want your life. You, you that seems sad. You, you, like, that's when you said bad. that, I
1: thought James Van Der Beek and Varsity Blues. <laughs>
0: I've never seen that movie, so I...
1: He literally says that exact line to, like, his father, where he's just like, I don't want your life, in this <laughs> terrible accent. Well, there you go. See, I didn't want to do that to
0: somebody. Um, And, yeah, I, like, I, you know, I'm like, it, it would have been reasonably close and all this stuff. It just didn't seem like... I, like, I knew, even though they were offering me all these hours and stuff, I would be, like, totally upset with that job in, like, a month, so... It wasn't worth it. And I'm glad I waited because it actually worked out. But, uh,
1: yeah. You have a horseshoe up your ass sometimes too.
0: What does that mean? Lucky?
1: How like shit just works out. It's like, well, I could have got this job that I would have hated my life for Cause I need to pay bills. But luckily this thing I kind of want to do came. <laughs>
0: yeah. That was really, I was not expecting that to pan out quite like that. Like, yeah, it was as we were, like, we just got cell reception back a couple hours earlier, and we got the phone call. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'll I'll do that. Um, King cat. So, for the audio version, that'll make no sense at all, but I am a cat with a crown. Metaphorically and literally.
1: Both. You are a cat. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure you have a crown in real life as well. Mm-hmm. A cat with a crown.
0: Let's uh, let's move on to I don't know.
1: You were reading books.
0: I was reading books. Um I also I was re- listening to audiobooks, which is something I haven't done. Before.
1: It's actually kind of cool. It's like it's listening really to like a it. podcast.
0: It's like listening to a podcast, but it's like really direct and personal. Yeah. I don't know. It's like just, "Hey, this guy is talking to you." You're just like, "Oh, yeah, no. Tell me a story, Stephen King."
1: You know Ethan Hawke? Yeah. He's a good reader. Like, he's a good uh, pers- person for those. I can't remember which one he did now. The Slaughterhouse-Five, I think.
0: Oh, weird. Okay.
1: He's really good narr- narrator. It's weird. Cool.
0: I, I I don't know which actors have done this, but um, for me, uh, it was actually, hey, I got it right here. I was uh, Stephen King's On Writing. I got it on CD, so I imported all of those and then put it on my iPod.
1: You know an easier way to do this? What? Audacity.com. Who Audacity I think
0: or Audible.
1: Audible. Audacity is the program I use to cut this podcast. Audible.com. We should be getting sponsored, I think, because you're yeah. like all about the audiobooks now.
0: Yeah, it's my first one I've actually re- like listened to, but I, I really, really liked it. It's some pretty cool insight into his career and also just like writing practices and whatever and then some cool behind the scenes stuff on specific books too um so like he talks about misery a lot in that one so then i started reading misery and i'm part way through that um i like that story i've seen the movie before but now i'm kind of seeing how they differ and stuff
1: sure um,
0: and kind of at at the end of it all i think i'm gonna watch the movie again um because yeah I, I don't know it was a solid adaptation good job rob reiner you you did good
1: fuck rob reiner
0: what? Stand By Me it was good, too.
1: Actually, it was pretty good. You watched that recently, didn't you?
0: Yeah, me and Brittany watched it.
1: It was okay. And a Few
0: Good Men. That was a movie. That has nothing to do with Stephen King, though. No, Jack but it Nich- does
1: have something to do with Jack Nicholson, who we talked about two weeks ago.
0: Right, who retired from acting, just as we predicted.
1: Because he's going crazy, <laughs> so, or whatever. No, he's getting go. forgetful. He's going senile. Because, yeah, he was done. Yeah. How he's do done. you know
0: was his last movie, which is maybe, a, maybe too bad, but oh, well. Oh, and I watched Hoffa, which was a completely forgettable biopic about James Hoffa. Um,
1: Most biopics that, are completely forgettable.
0: Yeah, this one was, like, directed by Andy Vito, but it was, like, hyper-dramatic in a way that was just like, I don't, this story isn't as interesting as this music thinks it is. I I don't really care, but okay. Um, th- There was, like, a moment or two where I was like, oh, that's some good yelling, courtesy of Jack Nicholson, but I was not. I was not interested from minute to minute for the whole thing um david mamet wrote it and i initially i was like oh that's kind of disappointing but then i was kind of thinking through it's like oh david mamet's been on a, in a lot of kind of lame movies like writing wise glengarry glenn ross is a good example but uh i don't know there's been some kind of eh stuff along the way like spartan does anyone care about that movie no yeah red state no wait red state was somebody else red what is that movie red? A, it was about mma oh tim allen's in it i don't know, oh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs>
1: tim Allen. Ice.
0: tim allen um david mamet playwright slash screenwriter what's
1: your opinion on drug dealers um First, we're talking about tim allen
0: right what what does that have to do with
1: there now? was some controversy back in the day i'm pretty sure it was just a rumor where he was selling like coke to kids
0: Oh, no, that was an episode of Home Improvement where one of his kids bought marijuana, and it was, like, really
1: sketchy. I really actually liked that show. No, that's fine.
0: Um, Yeah, I grew up watching that a lot. Uh, Okay, drug dealers. Well, according to the show I watch, uh, Breaking Bad, they're super badass, and you should be one, I I think is what that shows.
1: Right, I guess what we're saying is that if you're not a drug dealer, you're not doing life right.
0: Yeah, like, you get stacks of money. You can play everyone like a chump, and you finally get to flex your intellect. You know, like it's it's really the best way to go. Jokes, I think, but that show it's it's fun. It's just kind of weird. He blows up that car, and then the Knife Party song. I don't. That's that. Uh,
1: I like Knife Party. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what song you're talking about. It might be like their worst one, but I kind of enjoy them.
0: I think it was Bonfire. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of I like,
1: bonfire,
0: I like knife party too, but it's just a weird fit. It's a weird moment. Speaking of
1: bonfire, yeah. Uh, Childish Gambino. Yeah. I watched a little bit more Community season four because it's on Netflix now.
0: How was that?
1: It's terrible. It's pretty bad. That show was really bad. Now. Yeah. What happened <laughs> like all of the comedy <laughs> the that they used to have, the, the very subtle comedy. Yeah. gone like it's yep. just gone.
0: I know. It's like they just turned the degrees a little too far, and it's just like, yeah, you ruined the balance. It is, it is off now, and I can tell, and it's really bothering me. Yeah, yeah. I we made it to just before the puppet episode, and then we're just like,
1: dude, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about right now because I stopped again. Okay. So puppets. There's yeah, a there's, puppet episode.
0: It's apparently a puppet episode. I didn't ever watch it because it was like. Sitting there, staring at a show for twenty minutes, not laughing. Yeah, there's a crazy puppet episode in a thousand different ways. I guess we'll just not bother then. No. Um. And yeah, I I don't know. Like there, there's there's a group of people on the community subreddit that are like really defensive about season four. They're just like, hey, come on! They saved the show. Like the show wouldn't exist if it wasn't for those guys and whatever. It's just like. You're just being an apologist, man. Just it was bad.
1: There's was, a subreddit for community.
0: Yeah, it was it was a pretty popular subreddit for a long time too.
1: That has to be the saddest subreddit right now.
0: Like in this, well, I mean, they're pretty happy now because Dan Harmon's back. But oh okay. Yeah, there was a weird period there where it's just like I'm just not gonna go here anymore because it's like, hey, remember when the show was cool? Yeah, those are good times, and then I don't know, it got pretty. Pretty negative, or or you know, hey, look who I ran into at the mall, and it's like Danny Pootie or something. And she's like, okay, yeah, community, it's coming back. TV shows, Breaking Bad, it's almost over. I can't talk about it though because you haven't seen all of it, right? Um, Is it great? It's it's okay.
1: People <laughs> are actually freaking out about it on Twitter. They're pretty happy.
0: Yeah, no, there's some there's some neat stuff happening. There's some you know things coming to a head as they're supposed to in the final season, so that's cool. But hey. How hey. did, how did you feel about Pain and Gain okay. Mark Wahlberg, Michael Bay classic?
1: So let me tell you about Pain and Gain. Yeah. The movie I dismissed because I don't like Mark Wahlberg. I love The Rock, but I also don't like Michael Bay, and I think the idea of a story of bodybuilders kidnapping a dude is retarded. It really happened though. That movie's really good. Okay. <laughs> oh my god.
0: I thought it was really fun. It it is
1: really fun. Like the way they go between the inner monologues of like a whole bunch of the characters and stuff as they show up.
0: Yeah, Um, my name is Daniel Lugo and I believe in fitness.
1: The visual style in general is great. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is cast perfectly for what he is good at, which is playing the dumbass.
0: Yeah, like, just kind of stumbling into stuff. Like, it really reminded me of uh, Dirk Diggler. From and Boogie. The
1: Rock being the guy that's, like, the born-again Christian that takes shit from everybody is so good. Oh, my yeah. God. This no, guy it's, that's, it's like, a fucking good. tank just taking shit from, like, Mark Wahlberg. It's yeah. perfect.
0: And there's, like, just some great dumb stuff. Like, it's just, like, them walking in slow motion down the boardwalk, and he's got, like, a Bart Simpson skateboard or something. It's like, I don't, it's, whatever. Sure. It's so
1: good. Yeah, yeah, it is actually genuinely good. I'm sorry yeah. I doubted you, but I don't agree with you a lot of times about shit like this.
0: Oh, yeah. like It's just like, Spring Breakers is hilarious! And it's like That movie's so self-serious and stupid. And like, did,
1: okay. Why did you bring that up? Now I'm down again. Actually, that's not what? true, because I've had way too much to drink. But anyways, let me tell you more about Pain Again. Okay. It's about bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. But that's not really what it's about. That's just kind of the background thing, and I was sure from like the way they were doing the trailers and people talking about it, that that was kind of, like, a core subject, and it really kind of isn't.
0: Them bodybuilding? No, it it switches to crime pretty quickly.
1: Which is great. Like, that, if it was more about bodybuilding, it would have just been lame. Like, it would have been fucking stupid.
0: Right. But just, like, yeah, that he goes to, like, a motivational seminar, and his conclusion is, like, I should commit a crime. (laughs) It's (laughs) Chang. Yeah. I should bully people and steal money. It's just, like, Okay, I don't think that's what he was going for, but...
1: Especially when he already, like, got in trouble for doing that before. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, kind of. I mean, he was a con artist. He wasn't, like, a terrorist, kind of, where he just steals somebody and terrorizes them into (laughs) signing their life away.
0: (laughs) No, yeah, I I did really like how the movie had a good amount of kind of self-aware of how ridiculous it was. Like, really, pretty flagrantly. Like, there's that one moment where they straight-up say... I know this is crazy, but this actually happened like this is from crime files, you know, like he, he was trying to barbecue human remains to destroy them.
1: We're going to have to get into something right now. OK, Foxy the Kid in the chat right now says I keep trying to figure out whether or not to purchase the Spring Breakers on Blu-ray. You shouldn't buy that movie at all because it's fucking terrible.
0: Okay, that's just an uneducated opinion, so don't well, worry. Well,
1: I mean, that is the only opinion you should listen to, and I'll tell you why. Because right. that movie is a boring piece of shit that takes itself way too seriously, and it, it shouldn't. Also,
0: it also contains, like, the greatest James Franco performance he's ever done. So. It
1: contains the weirdest james franco performance he's ever done
0: i.e greatest
1: so So. if you are looking forward to just watching james Franco talk like a wigger for a long time and say spring break over and over again for about 15 minutes and this is probably the movie for you however if you're looking for a movie that actually offers you anything more than just maybe a couple of attractive girls and then like a plot that doesn't make any sense then you should Or make any sense at all, rather, you should probably move away from that movie.
0: It's actually a brilliant analysis of the decadence of modern teenagers, but
1: whatever. Yeah, but modern teenagers are not something you should ever want to watch on (laughs) Blu-ray.
0: Okay. I I really like that movie. I don't own it. Vanessa
1: Hudgens does not show her tits, so that is not a reason to buy that
0: movie. (laughs) I, I guess that's true. Um... Well, uh, okay. I, I guess as I had some context for Harmony Corinne stuff going into the movie, sure. Like this made way more sense to me than you know it does on the surface or whatever. Like he do, usually makes movies where the pl- characters just kind of wander through life and nothing happens. Yep. Um, and that's what he does. So that this one had at least the framework of spring break is a thing and people cut loose and do stupid shit. That was more than enough of a like container for the stuff to happen um, that I was totally just fine with its kind of lazy plot or whatever. Um, but yeah, that said, like I don't own that movie. I don't know how much like re- continual reward you'll get out of it. I just thought it was worth the 95 minutes or whatever of my time. So Let's say
1: it, what look. we agree on for that movie, maybe.
0: James Franco's weird.
1: James Franco's weird. The visual style of that whole movie, the cinematography, is kind of great. Mm-hmm. Um, did you like the pink unicorn ski masks because I thought those were hilarious I mean sure I guess okay. I mean whatever right they're, they're not there the whole time so it's kind of not really a point to focus on if you're going to spend well, like no, $20 the, on the movie right I guess it, like do you want to spend $20 to see hilarious spring
0: break like Britney Spears music video
1: okay but I'm going to say that it's not hilarious this is where it fell off for me because it wasn't self-indulgent enough to go far enough to be hilarious for me and it was too self-serious but it wasn't a serious plot so it was kind of middling in like this limbo of nothingness that i felt i wasted my time with i didn't get the kind of you know
0: i guess the not like the self-serious vibe it seemed so goofy to me in its existence
1: but like yeah you're right no it was goofy but it didn't go far enough for it to make my time entertaining Goofy. It was just kind of in the middle somewhere, kind of like Kids was, too. But Kids wasn't Goofy. It was that movie was way too self-serious, I think. And they thought they had an important message, which I don't think they did, maybe. but Right. He wrote that movie, right? I think so. Yeah, that that movie gets a lot of praise for some of the stuff it does. But I mean, the reason why it sticks in anybody's memory that's seen it is because dude rapes a girl with HIV,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so it's, like, big fucking deal. Like, that's the reason for watching this movie. Go fuck it, yourself.
0: It's, like, edgy, but... Uh, but yeah, not. <laughs> I don't know. I guess if you're really cynical about the youth of today, you might have a great time, because you'll be like, yeah, these fucking kids, what are they doing? Whereas if you're like, nah, I'm optimistic about the future. What if
1: you are the youth of today, though?
0: Oh, this movie is making fun of you. I hope you understand that.
1: <laughs> okay. Like,
0: that was actually one of the great things, is because, like, it seemed we were in a theater where like some people were there expecting just like an actual cut loose party movie. And then the movie basically flips them off in the first 10 minutes.
1: That's kind of funny.
0: Some of them left. So it's just like, Oh right. No, no, no. This is like, this is for a really narrow margin of people that are like, man, what is happening with kids today? And like, yeah, if you want to be the old man yelling at people like that kind of thing, get off my lawn. This might work for you, but it might not, because it's like...
1: We just pissed off some people in our chat, because they're like, we are the youth of today. Fuck you. <laughs> what? The movie hates you.
0: I'm just saying... We didn't it.
1: make the movie.
0: <laughs> I didn't make the movie. I and
1: just, if anything, I'm, I'm agreeing with you that it's a piece of shit movie, so I'm with yeah. you guys. Yeah.
0: Harmony Corrine and James Franco, what are you guys doing? I don't know.
1: It's... What is the cutoff for Youth of Today? That's a good question. Hmm. Like, probably freshly able to drink. So, if you're in the U.S., 21 and under. Maybe. And 18 and under if you're in Canada and stuff.
0: Right. I'm not really sure where it's like, well, this this group of people will think completely differently than I did growing up. It'll be like a weird barrier, you know? Like... Hmm. Maybe it's just, like, if you don't remember when your family got the internet, we're going to have a weird difference of how we grew up,
1: you know? Do you remember when you first got the internet, when you were introduced to this world Absolutely wide bad. web?
0: Like, I was 11. And, like, I kind of relate it to just, like, well, that's probably, like, how my parents' generation, they got a TV after they were born. They weren't just born in a world with a TV.
1: Okay. You know?
0: so like they just become immediately acclimated to that being there whereas if you didn't you're not as comfortable with it so it's like yeah like always communicating what you're doing all the time is like a thing we had to adjust to whereas there's a, g- a group of people that were born like post 2000 or something well they were
1: born post twitter like, even
0: some yeah small you know like five year olds or something but
1: <laughs> i guess <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, you know, like there are eight-year-olds today, though, that YouTube has existed their entire life, right? Dude, YouTube
1: didn't even exist before I graduated.
0: Yeah, like, it's pretty new, really, but it's becoming older and older, right? So eventually...
1: Smartphones didn't even exist before I graduated.
0: Yeah, like, you know, like, it's kind of weird thinking back on, like, there is actually still, like, a window in pop culture that people who matter now won't remember. Like, you're just like... Oh no, yeah, like all those movies in the 90s. Like, what are you talking about? The Scream movies. And you're just like, What are you, where is that? Why would I watch that? What's this old movie you're talking about? And you're just like, what? Like, you know, it's already starting to happen where you can feel old and out of touch, and I'm 26.
1: Dude, I started feeling old and out of touch when I was working in St. Albert in a Staples warehouse. Okay. And like, everyone around me were like 16-year-old girls talking about prom. <laughs> and I was just like, I've been out of school for years, and I, like, smoke legally. <laughs> like, I <laughs> yeah. I do this like, job to pay for, like, stuff I want. I'm not here for money for, like, alcohol when you turn 18 for prom.
0: Oh, no, dude. That was, like, part of the weird thing with my uh, orientation thing at the movie theater. Like, it was, like, the person giving the orientation is almost 10 years younger than I am. This is weird. I I shouldn't have this job. <laughs> like, it was just, like... Yeah, like, that That made it a whole lot easier to be like, I need to take that other one. Like, this this is, yeah, I, they'll be fine without me. Like, it's almost sad that I'm here right now.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, like, our chats getting a little mad because we have a lot of people that are, like, 20 and under sort of thing right oh, now with our discussion. But, like, oh, yeah. on the opposite end... Mm-hmm. We feel like losers for, like, having jobs that, like, people have as their first job, and they have still have their full lives ahead of them.
0: Oh, for sure. So that
1: it's is- like, I, like, going back to the Staples story, it's like, no, these, like, 17 or 18-year-old girls, they're still going to go somebody, somewhere, or, I mean, maybe they're going to just be total whores and, like, be gold diggers and find some rich guy to take care of them for the rest of their lives. It doesn't matter. The fact is, yeah, I'm still yeah. working in a fucking warehouse where right. the 16-year-old is telling me what to stuff.
0: do. Yeah. Like, it's just like... How...
1: And Nathan's internet died again. <laughs> hey. Hey, Paul. Are you okay?
0: Yeah, I'm okay. I'm back. The oh. internet tripped again when the new computer was plugged in. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess I just want to kind of, like, add another clarifying point to it, to the Spring Breakers thing. Are yeah. we done? Are we past that? Well, just because, like... I guess f- to add further kind of like generational distance and di- distancing thing, the people that made it are like 40, right? Okay. Yeah. So it's just kind of like the generation who's getting mad at the generation that we're, you know, following or whatever, or like that, that we're just in front of, like, it's kind of, I don't know if part of it's like laughing at the old man who's yelling at the kids, you know? <laughs>
1: I think you are the old man right now yelling at the kids. But why? But I'm not because you're the one that's just like Spring is great because it makes fun of kids that are younger than me.
0: But that's hilarious. Like it's just weird <laughs> that that movie needs to exist or does exist. Like or that Skrillex is involved or whatever. Like it's just I found it so weird that it was like, does Skrillex know? Like is this movie making fun? I of I will him?
1: say one thing, and this is to yeah. everybody. Like, absolutely everybody that's younger than us or maybe even older or whatever. Yeah. Is that as you get to a point in your age, you start to actually hate a lot of the stuff the kids younger than you do. Right. So, I mean, at some point you will be like, no, like this generation is terrible, even though they're probably the exact same, only with more technology.
0: I guess I will say, like, there's a resentment that happens when you look at Rebecca Black's Twitter and see she has a million followers. And Dude, see-
1: there's a resentment that happens because any girl on the internet ever can go onto Twitter and get a million more followers than I have.
0: Right. Like, it's just, I don't know. Why? Yeah. Like, there's a certain kind of Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Um Like the talent lists are still rising to the top because they're better at internetting or something. And you're just like, okay, like your skill set becomes obsolete almost immediately.
1: There's a and resentment because people in high school right now going in their grad tests have a phone that can give them the internet and all the answers anytime. Right. And I still had to write shit on my hands if I wanted to cheat.
0: Right. Well, I, yeah, it's part of, like, you know, like studying is easier than ever. Like I, I'm actually really curious, like, what are schools like now? Or is there there's there completely different lesson plans that kind of take that into account? Or is it still as old and crappy, you know? Exactly.
1: Like, so if you're in school right now, let us know at com well, Or you probably shouldn't be listening to this anyways because we're talking about terrible shit.
0: Well, like, um, honestly, do you have textbooks? Like, do they still do that? Like, why? Like, I why wouldn't. Like, online?
1: I would just have my tablet with all my books or whatever downloaded onto it.
0: Kinda, yeah. Like it's just like, well, none of this political Mm -hmm. stuff we're talking about in this textbook matters anymore because of this new development or whatever, or this new information, or you know, like, or do do kids already have like the cynicism about the government because of you know they're hearing about Edward Snowden and the NSA and all this? shit that's going on
1: sure so like in social studies there's an actual discussion going on about like politics whereas for us we were just kind of eating up whatever we heard in the textbook
0: well yeah just kind of getting propaganda in a sense like, it's just like well this is why the cold war was like you know cool and we were on the right side
1: right because we didn't have the russian kid on yahoo answers giving us their point of view
0: yeah it's just like well i just read this ama yesterday with this guy and you're just like oh crap there's more information
1: so maybe know. i'm more resentful because kids today are definitely smarter than i will ever be
0: well like yeah they're getting information from everywhere all the time yeah and it's like well that's awesome i mean i have access to the same information but i have like a shitty foundational understanding no that but was, dude
1: we have access. the access to everything they get yeah but we weren't growing up with those in our prime years where we had to like Learn stuff where we were <laughs> primed for learning, right?
0: Right. So the stuff we absorbed in as kind of our baseline is kind of compromised and questionable, which so you're kind of always second guessing. Like you're just like, well, is what I think on this issue actually, you know, a good opinion or is it just that's what I got in grade 10 social studies?
1: Right. And- so I mean, if the situation is spring breakers, then you're wrong. <laughs> Yeah. I guess is what we're getting at in the long form, is that Nathan's opinion of Spray and Breakers doesn't matter because he no longer is a kid.
0: Well, also, I thought that trailer was really funny.
1: So. I don't remember the trailer, honestly.
0: Okay, it was like, uh, it, was, it had that Skrillex song, so, yeah.
1: Which one? They all sound the same, and I don't know names, I guess, so Mom it wouldn't matter.
0: A Sprites or whatever, the, the popular one.
1: I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, Skrillex whatever. was also in Wreck-It Ralph. It's true.
0: Like he was there on screen as a character, and also there was a remix of his. Yeah. So, yeah. I like Spring Breakers more than Wreck-It Ralph, though.
1: Sorry. Okay. I'm just gonna shrink away. I'm, I'm gonna say particularly like I wouldn't watch either of them again, but I okay. personally I did have more fun with Wreck-It Ralph in the first time, and that's mainly because the twist or whatever i actually didn't see coming which was a nice surprise
0: yeah no that's fair um although i again maybe it's just like you know i'm already a nicholas cage fan so i have like this appetite for zany performances Mm -hmm. james franco i might go back and watch that maybe
1: i think it might be important if we're going to talk about just james like i think we both agree that the only reason you might watch spring breakers is because james franco gives like the weirdest performance I think he'll ever give. Hopefully Maybe. not.
0: I mean, fingers crossed that he'll sure. figure out something else crazy. James
1: Franco also isn't in it for the first like forty-five minutes or something. So, like, go into that knowing that he'll be in it eventually.
0: I, okay, I, I guess so. Yeah, it
1: spends a lot of time with the girls, and I didn't care about any of them at all. I don't know if you're supposed to though. I don't think you're supposed to, but then it's kind of weird that like this movie's making it so like I don't care about the main characters that kind of triumph. Hmm. I don't know.
0: But, but I I think they like cynically triumph, you know. But I don't know. Maybe I'm overreading it. I'm seeing things I'm not. I think
1: doing. you're overreading it, or maybe I think it's I'm under. Really, an
0: alt alt piece, it's, you know? Genius, subversive. I thought it was. Funny.
1: I can't take you seriously with this stupid Google Annots <laughs> glasses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're just like genius, and just like your glasses are shaking on your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the monocle jumped. You are no Why longer do you the have smart the one. has
0: their monocle now.
1: You're no longer the smart one.
0: <laughs> yeah, just switched. Oh oh.
1: there All you go. Right.
0: It started to track, but then it disappeared. Okay, all right. Um. Anyway, that that's that's all for Spring Breakers. I don't I don't know what else to really say about that. I
1: don't know. I mean,
0: funny. I like that movie.
1: I start. I played Diablo three again, and the reason for that is because I hated that yeah. game when it came out.
0: Yeah, is it better now?
1: Kinda, but I don't. I mean, it's still Diablo, so okay. whatever. I just had more fun the night I played it because I streamed it. Was talking to. Like, a couple people, mainly, which was Marshmallow and random people that jumped in. And I was just kind of listening to music while I did it. So, it was okay, I guess. It was more of an interactive experience with other people. Okay. But, um, it was like, you know the background movies we were talking about? It was the background game, kind of.
0: Yeah, there's some games I've enjoyed in that way, too. Where it's just like, well, it's not great, but it's kind of a cool background activity. In some ways, Plants vs. Zombies was one of them. Two? Uh, the first one I didn't okay. play this
1: one. I didn't play. I, I haven't played the second one because, from what it sounds like, it's like you can't beat this level unless you pay money. I no,
0: it play. sounds like the worst aspects of pay to play, and I am not interested in supporting that at all. So yeah, I deleted it. Um, yeah, but okay. Uh, why? Okay, you're a Dota fan. That's been established. Yeah. What's, why were you experimenting with League of Legends this past week?
1: Okay. What was the drop there? You know, when you learn a lot of what can be learned about one thing that you like, Mm -hmm. you try to seek out other stuff like that to learn more? That's League of Legends for me. Because it's kind of the same game, only way easier with new heroes. Oh, okay. So it was fresh again.
0: It still said I have apply in this field.
1: And in a way, it does, but in another way, it totally doesn't.
0: Like you weren't immediately a rock star at League of Legends.
1: No, because it's way different. For one thing, there's no such thing as last hits, like on or denying creeps, I should say, which is a big thing in Dota. Because what you're doing is you're denying your own, you're attacking your own creep and killing it, so that the other player doesn't get as much money or experience from it. Oh, okay, that doesn't exist in League of Legends. It's just like you kill a creep for money. That's it. So you don't have to worry about denying the towers can absolutely destroy you way earlier than they can in uh or for a longer time than they can in um Dota, but they don't have as much reach and they aren't as smart, I guess, because <laughs> like in League of Legends, they won't really attack you unless you attack a hero near them or unless like you're the last one standing so you can just kind of run off. In Dota, they just kind of go wherever or whatever, but you can kind of game them too. League of Legends has a different uh, kind of play style where, like, I don't know. There's just different types of characters and stuff, so it's learning that all again. And yes, you did give me the code, so thank you for that.
0: Also, it's the one League of Legends thing I can hold up to the camera.
1: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Um, But uh, which one are you going to main, I guess?
1: Like, oh, Dota with, like- too. Okay. Cuz okay. I mean it is the MOBA that's hard. So uh, okay. I got to keep my feet in that. League of Legends is kind of like the fun pastime right now where I'm just kind of playing with people against bots or just like with people that are trying to teach me more about the different characters, but I kind of don't care about any of them. The mm. w- main difference is that in Dota 2 a lot of the characters seem like well first of all they're based off of Warcraft 3 models of different like enemies and shit like that of heroes but they seem a little bit less weird anime sexualized than in league of legends whereas like league of legends will just have like the archer wearing nothing at all almost and just that sort of stuff so in a way dota 2 has a little bit more class maybe to it okay but i'm not sure even if that's really fair because it still has some weird shit going on for it too but I also don't like how League of Legends is consistently changing their characters. Like, they're updating, so different characters are more powerful or less powerful, or they're changing stuff around, so you're basically learning the game every week. Whereas Dota 2, they give you all the characters, and they'll change small things here and there. But they're not, like, just changing a whole bunch of stuff. Also, that's really distracting.
0: (laughs) No, no, sorry. Isn't that kind of, like, a different uh, way they do the like paid side of it though like isn't league of legends kind of constantly rotating characters kind of be like hey if you really like that guy you could buy him
1: yeah no like every week you get the thing i do like about league of legends is you can play for free and every week you get to choose some different characters to try out and see who you like before you pay money for them yeah whereas dota 2 it's like you download the game it's all free you can play everyone at any time the only difference is when you want to pay for something you're paying for items Right, like Which is completely code. aesthetic. It has nothing to do with the gameplay at all. Yeah. And I do like that better than League of Legends. Where it's like, right. well, I'm really good with this character, so now I have to buy him. I do like that, like, I'm really good with this character. Thank God they're unlocked from the start, and I can use that anytime.
0: time. Right, right. So the, pay to, the payment side of it is almost voluntary. Like, you're just like, I really like this game. Like, I like this weird color scheme that i can get or something or this voice pack is that part of the paid stuff too
1: well like announcer packs and stuff like that i just turn the announcer off though because i just listen to music or podcasts when i play
0: oh okay okay yeah um, all right i'm you know i'm still kind of sussing out some of this stuff uh, like you were kind of asking me like when am i gonna jump in on this like honestly just the fundamentals of it don't sound like things i want to do yeah but, like I, I mean like i don't play like you know, like it, it stems from like Warcraft three stuff. Like I didn't play that, I have no interest in that. Like isometric slashing and attacking stuff, I just don't those aren't game mechanics I find interesting. Fair and enough. then like people talking about like comparisons to fighting games, like I don't play those a lot either. So
1: I'll put it this it, way that, for that like matter? maybe I'll have my last word on this for like anybody that might be thinking about it or like yeah. any of that. If you're not willing to put in the time it takes to learn really how to play characters or like how to play the game, don't bother. Because you're not going to have a good amount of fun in it unless you put in some motivation and time into some of the stuff. Just period. Like, you cannot pick it up and just like think that you're going to have a good time. You have to play a whole bunch of times with different people, you have to learn different things, you have to learn items you can buy against different characters, then like when you get to that point, you can start playing online with other people and feel confident enough that you have fun in it. Uh-huh. If you're not willing to... Let's just put a round number on it. If you're not willing to put at least 100 to 150 hours in of just learning the game, don't bother, because you're not going to have enough fun to bo- wanting your, to motivate yourself into it.
0: Okay, that's that's like a pretty high barrier.
1: It is high, but if you take into account that each game will probably last you 30 to like 60 minutes, and you can play with friends, that time can go by really, really quickly.
0: So play 120 games, and then you'll know whether it's a thing for you or not.
1: I would say play at least 50 games with bots, and then try one game multiplayer with other people, and if you don't like it, you won't like it. Okay. It's just that simple. Like, it's one of those things that if you're not willing to put in time, you're not going to like it. That's it.
0: So it's like, you know, playing guitar.
1: It's like doing... (laughs) Yeah, like, if you're going to think about, like, doing other stuff in real life, you could learn an instrument. You could probably maybe start learning another language. Yeah. Like, any of that sounds more compelling than playing a really badass, like, real-time action-based kind of RTS style like competitive game then do that other thing instead okay if you want to get into like a competitive competitive uh, scene where like you will consistently always be able to log in and find a game and have fun with and like for a couple hours at a time then maybe like give it a shot but if not like I'm just I, I don't know I guess I'm sick of people thinking that they can jump in and, like, jump in with somebody for, like, three games and learn the game. You can't do that if you're not willing. If you're not motivated to put in the time, don't bother. Okay. It's that simple. If you are willing to do that, then, like, there's many people out there. I'm one of them that will help you learn stuff. Mm hmm. That's it. Like, and you will never have to pay to play Dota 2, specifically. So, if you want a free game, that's kind of the trade off where we're talking about, like,. What matters more time or money, then, like, if money is a thing, then you should be playing games like this, where it's free, but, like, you have to put in the time. Mm
0: -hmm. If money
1: isn't the thing, then, like, just buy a $60 game and put in your hour and a half or two hours and have a good time with it. Whatever. It doesn't matter.
0: Um, I guess... Sorry, like have you had negative voice chat experiences or anything or has the community been I pretty...
1: guess that's another thing. If you don't have a thick skin, first of all, you shouldn't be on the internet period. Oh, okay. But second of all, do not go into a MOBA when you're learning. <laughs> oh, because... well, like
0: you said, play a lot of bot matches first, but even then, like when you jump to human stuff, well, you If you're with stand friends,
1: out. it's okay. Yeah. Because, like, there's a safe group there. You can play against bots and kind of, like, learn a little bit and then play against other people. Like, your automatic chat is not to everybody. It's only to your allies, to your team. But you can also do, like, all chat sort of thing. And there will be shit talking. If, like, you jump into a random match, you will probably be called out for not being good. Just period. Like, even people that are pros and make a mistake get called like faggots and stuff because they missed one last hit. Like, it just happens. If you're not prepared to deal with that, don't do it. Okay. I see you shaking your head.
0: Well, I'm nodding, but... Yeah,
1: nodding your head, yeah. I don't think I'm going to play. Sorry. That's fair enough. I don't have the... And you know what? Desire. If you don't have the desire, I kind of don't want to play with you.
0: Yeah, I'd it's be that a bad simple. attitude in there. Yeah,
1: be because if you don't have the desire, then, like, why am I wasting my time trying to teach you this thing that takes hundreds of hours, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. No, if you enough. do have a desire, then it's like, no, for sure, I'll help you along on this path, but you're just like, nah, it's not for no, me. This
0: is, this is probably dumb. It's a a bad thing.
1: Honestly, it isn't for everybody.
0: Right. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> alright, that's all I really... That's all I had on the the plate for discussion this week. So do we want to roll into the questions segment of the show? Pull the yeah. chat?
1: Yeah, let's pull the chat. I mean, I'll probably cut this part while we're waiting for questions out of the audio, main audio, but...
0: That's probably a polite thing to do.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but and hey, if work. you want
0: to send us questions, uh, stop by the live Twitch broadcast.
1: Yeah. TwitchTV.exposure... I'm going to maybe change that and like, do you have XSplit or anything you could stream on? Because I can give you a stream key so you could do it yourself too on like a main pixel response channel. Would that be something you're interested in?
0: Oh, like if I just want to broadcast some stuff? Yeah. Maybe. I don't have XSplit right now, but uh, that's something I could look into doing at some point.
1: Well, I have a license you could use too. Oh, okay. So I don't know. We'll talk about that off camera a little bit. Okay. But yeah. We'll wait to see if anybody has questions, and I'll keep drinking, even though it's probably not a good idea anymore.
0: Yeah, I, I stopped a bit. Ago. I'm, I'm still drinking, but it's uh, Seagram's Ginger Ale, available at your local Walmart. <laughs> um, Yeah, in America, not here.
1: We've How tried- was your week? Was it a good week?
0: I think so. I mean, kind of weird, like mid, like, final limbo chapter before I have a job, but uh, no, it was good. There's good stuff happening.
1: Okay. Because I've had a shitty week.
0: (laughs) Do you want to... And I'm
1: gonna tell you all about it. Okay. So, for anybody that feels like they might have somewhere they're going in life, you should probably keep on that track, because I'm gonna tell you where you don't want to be. You do not want to be doing cargo logistics for multitude of airlines in a third-party warehouse because holy fucking shit i am sick of people shipping their fucking animals overseas i'm sick of people receiving their animals from the united states and i'm just sick of dealing with fucking people and their fucking animals and the dipshits you have working in a warehouse
0: What, what what like what's
1: which part do you want me to elaborate on first
0: okay what kind of animals
1: Okay, specifically pet cats and dogs.
0: Okay, so pretty pretty vanilla pet animals.
1: Okay. I don't know how detailed I can get because there's a lot of uh, federal like warehousing stuff. Yeah. There's different airlines and stuff, so I don't know how far I can get into stuff. Basically, mm-hmm. if you want to ship an animal to, let's say London, just be prepared to pay like fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars. Because that's how much it costs. And don't fucking bitch to me when I try to charge you it. Okay. Yeah. When you have an animal come in, don't, like, just expect that you're going to have to go to Canada Customs if you're in Mm -hmm. Canada. And you're going to have to get the paperwork cleared because that's what it fucking takes. And you're going to need to show me ID. So go fuck yourself if you don't have ID. Why are you driving without a driver's license? What the fuck is wrong with you, first of all? Aren't international travelers carrying
0: passports or what?
1: Well, they're not usually international travelers. They have um, friends, family, or like breeders in the States that send them up here. Okay. And they just live here. And for some reason, they're driving without photo ID, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And more That's importantly, do not bitch at the person handling your live animal or what is live currently about a $50 fee if you love your animals for warehousing fees. Okay. It's, we can't help it. We don't care about the fee, but we have to put it in there. And guess what? If you don't pay it, your live animal is going to be sitting in a fucking disgusting warehouse for days until it dies until you pay it. So don't be a dick. All right. Just hmm. realize Paul lives the passports, please. <laughs> Passport, please. Papers, please. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, that sounds like part of your living day is just... No, no. You need to. You need this extra paperwork here. You need this fee. Gross. Um,
1: I think your call's cutting out a little bit, unless you muted your mic. Hello. Hi.
0: Oh, hey. How you doing? Good. <laughs> we were we were uh, making fun of pet owners for a bit, just because now we're not, so we're allowed to do that. Oh, we're cynical, judgmental people. But um, no, that's fine. Love, uh, You
1: uh, Don't even start with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, man. So okay, pe- people ex- get angry about the rate of stuff and shipping fees and whatever. I
1: mean, I'm the thing is, I don't think that even happens in retail. Whereas right. like somebody doesn't come up to you, if you're a cashier in Walmart, somebody doesn't come up to you with like...
0: After they've bought something? Or
1: with like a, a stick of deodorant and say, why is this $6? They just right. know, right? Like,
0: Well, it's on there. Like, what do you want from me? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, it's like there's a weird perception like this should be a flexible thing. Like this is a barter system, right? And you're just like, well, no, not really. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this isn't a border system. If you want your fucking dog that's so precious to you, you're gonna pay this money, or else I'm gonna ship it somewhere else because I have that fucking power.
0: Stations, <laughs> <laughs> or do people come down there? What's that? in person or on the phone?
1: This is in person. Okay. So that's why, like, when we were talking earlier about packs or whatever, and like how you're like, I can't be blunt with people i've had to learn to be blunt with people because they're assholes right where it's just okay. like blah 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 it's like no sir you didn't give me your paperwork no this 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 um sorry you didn't give me your paperwork and they start freaking out it's like i need to see some id and your paperwork or get out <laughs> like seriously okay like yeah. there's a
0: line forming you're wasting my time
1: that line wow. is gone like, okay. the line where it's just like, I want to be a decent human being or someone that gets shit done is gone. Mm-hmm. So, that's why I'm uh. just like, I don't know why you're afraid to talk to any people, because I'd just be like, this game's not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, the stupidest I guess... thing I've seen. Um. One, one day, we had a package that was supposed to go to the Yukon or whatever. And uh, we have to hand-search everything. It said, Happy Birthday, Dad, and it was fully wrapped. So we cut it open, and I found six to eight vials of hash oil in it. And I thought that was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Because it's just, like, this box that says, Happy Birthday, Dad, and, like, a gift card and all that stuff. And then there's just a bunch of vials of, like, drugs in there. It's great.
0: Oh, okay. So it was trying to kind of, like, ward you off from it with the yeah. uh, sediment.
1: Sentiment doesn't happen when you're in a cargo business
0: right um well what's wrong with the i mean i don't want to get too specific and get you in trouble or something but what's wrong with the uh warehouse staff like what are they doing wrong
1: oh uh just the people i mean it's the same with any other workplace people are dicks and it's like i will learn stuff to help other people out but they won't help me out if i want a day off so fuck them They're just dicks. I mean, people are just dicks everywhere. Dicks everywhere. (laughs) Got it. Dicks everywhere, exactly. Ah! (laughs) Jokes. (laughs) Uh. And now for another drink. Okay.
0: Um. That sucks. So just work, like, just work wearing you down. Like, is the primary thing going on? What's that? Like, just, so just work stress, like, just work problems. Yeah. It's been the primary thing.
1: And, uh, like, my supervisor's mother died recently. So she's been gone. I don't know. That's, I just get this feeling that a lot of people are dying. This year's been fucked for that, yeah. It's been bad. Like, um, July was the weirdest. Well, I mean, we can't get into some more personal stuff, but, um.
0: Yeah, I know, yeah, it's just.
1: It's been a weird year for that, so, like, this just kind of added on to that. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, like,
0: I guess, like, that was the thing, too, like, I don't know, like, Ryan Davis's absence at PAX was definitely felt during some panels and stuff, you know, like some specifically talking about him, but then other ones were just like, yeah, I don't know. Some of the magic's gone. I'm not sure I'm getting too dramatic about it,
1: but is not as fun.
0: You still there? Did it freeze
1: again? No, we're good. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, even listening to the podcast now, I, I mean, I love Jeff. Mm hmm. I still think, like, Ryan was the best host they ever had or could hope for. Yeah. So
0: it's kind of, like, rough coming back from that because you're just like, you know, the, there's no replacement. You can't
1: just. You You cannot replace Ryan Davis. No. Like, I don't. You can't replace Jeff either, to be fair.
0: Mm hmm. But they're, they're a good dynamic, right? I kind of
1: don't I, think. I, I, you can oh. replace vinny either yeah i think you can replace everybody else in a way mm. it wouldn't be the same still without like yeah. brad and like sometimes patrick and like even drew has brought a kind of weird new feeling to the podcast where it's just like oh there's going to be a segment now where we talk about like simulation driving games and stuff which is yeah, totally yeah. fine because, like, that dude gets super excited about it, and he's actually genuinely kind of funny with some of the stuff he says. hmm But then at the same time, like, I just miss the Hey Everyone's Tuesday sort of thing and just, like, him disagreeing with people and just being like, no, you're a fucking idiot and all that sort of stuff. No,
0: I, I, yeah, I've been listening to old bombcasts, and uh, <laughs> they certainly have a, like, a energy to them that you just don't get anymore
1: i can't imagine being jeff and like this this your best friend that you've known forever basically and driving in with them for like an hour at least every day to work and then back home Mm -hmm. just that silence in the car on the way back in would just be enough to make me not want to come to work anymore i don't think
0: Hmm. i don't know he seemed pretty upbeat at
1: the panel and stuff like he's
0: keeping it going but
1: uh well he has to i mean if we're gonna get down to it they are getting paid to do that yeah so like no matter what they have to put the show on right
0: mm-hmm. but i don't know there there still seems to be genuine enjoyment in a lot of what they're
1: still doing well dude but they're but, talking uh, about video games for money and they're fucking yeah. around with their friends like how can yeah, not enjoy it
0: it's not like it's the toughest gig but uh it's not
1: like working in an international warehouse for airlines i'll tell you that
0: yeah i've heard that's really bad
1: it's pretty <laughs> shitty
0: <laughs> i was thinking about it too but i oh, I'm we
1: have kidding. been looking for somebody i'm good yeah <laughs> i cannot recommend highly or anything then other than like against doing that and the only reason i still do it is because i've been doing it for years and i just know how to do it now mm-hmm but yeah, I don't know. No questions this week, I guess. So okay, we should wrap me. up
0: Thanks for this wacky video cast. Um, I'm kind of going for like an Abe Lincoln beard with this.
1: It's pretty hat. good
0: as I could get, you know. So. Mm-hmm. so that was the motif behind this outfit this time. Uh, so yeah, wacky outfits. That's what we're doing uh, for those that aren't watching. Um, totally elaborate costumes that we came up with. Um, pretty cool. So check it out Monday nights. Um, and
1: yeah. Okay, I got one question from Aaron in the background right now. Oh, okay. How drunk are both of you, <laughs> she asks.
0: <laughs> I'm not very. I had wine a couple hours ago, and a little...
1: From body. a scale of 1 to 10, she clarifies.
0: Like a 2?
1: Okay, I'm probably 6 or 7.
0: <laughs> Whoa. Okay. So you went hard. Like, harder anyway, than I did this week. So, congratulations. You win. I win. Dog Pirate
1: dog Norman. pirate that's right yeah anybody listening to just the audio they won't understand any of this
0: oh uh, he's, he's dressed as a
1: dog pirate you but anyways be. you should know because you should have been here i guess this was sunday so we did it a bit early so i apologize but twitch.tv slash exposure xfauxsure uh-huh. is where we do this i don't know if that'll change maybe eventually i don't whatever i don't fucking know you want to reach us on twitter same thing. Exposure. E x f a u x s u r e on Twitter and Krasnor. K r a z n o r e, not e. Just There's r. No e. No regular,
0: e. Yeah.
1: There should be Krasnor.
0: An e. Krasnor, like snore.
1: Krasnor. Wait. Go. Yeah. Yeah. The hat transfer. Hat swap. Exactly. I
0: got it back. All right. Anyway. Thanks. Anyways. Bye. Well, wait, I'm just going to quickly
1: one? say for joining us this week. Thank you. A black tea, China cup Flyzer 97. Foxy, the kid likes play max, Mr. Marshmallow, Victor, the penguin and secondhand sarcasm with a few that had to go a little bit earlier. So thank you very much for joining us. If you want to be on that list join us monday nights usually at seven o'clock i'm not sure what's going on just follow us on twitter and you can see what the hell nathan's doing right now actually you know what you might be able to see it anyways because this might go on youtube anyways we'll talk to you guys later bye everybody bye